And we're back after a year in solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It's been a year. It's been at least a year. Maybe ten years. Maybe a whole century. Ah! Whoa! Whoa. Whoa. Who, who's that? Who? 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 Is it Turner? It's me. Well, goddamn. I'm back. I didn't know you were even still alive. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up. He's been working at the, the, the jobs factory. Doing jobs. Doing a lot of jobs, my friend. <laughs> doing a lot of jobs. <laughs> so, I got know. a night, though. I got a night out. There you go. Uh, so, we've escaped 1997. Maybe go back. I don't know. I would love to go back and do We will. It may it. take us 10 more years. It might yeah. take us 10 more years. 2097. Uh, but we, we are no longer trapped in 1997 uh, in real life. We are back in the year 2023, I believe. Barely. Maybe. Sure. Uh, we'll, we'll say yes. Uh, we are now going to try something totally outside the continuum of the show here. We're going to look at the greatest tag teams of all time. And Dax Harwood of the team FTR has put in a bracket of, based on March Madness, of the greatest tag teams of all time. I want to do one on-the-fly change that we get to make. Okay. He did not include FTR in the bracket because he didn't want to put himself over. I say that if we get to a team that we are just completely stuck on and we don't know enough about them, we're going to plug FTR in that spot. I, I I'm like okay that. with that. Yeah. I just thought of that as I was talking. You, say, you did not let us know that beforehand, <laughs> no. and I really like Call, that. Calling it in the ring. <laughs> calling it in the ring. Uh, so I think that's a good idea, and because there's probably going to be at least two or three tag teams that we might not be super, super up on. But that's fine. So the format that we're going to go for, I believe, we did not agree to this ahead of time. In the ring, brother. In the, the ring. ring. Call it in the ring. Uh, we are going to go as if there is a match between the teams. And who we would book to win that match. And how we might book to win that match. So we're assuming we're pulling them from their primes. Okay. Yeah. The, their primus. <laughs> uh, we're going down to South Park and have ourselves a time. <laughs> Us. My name is Mud. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead, pull these teams out of their prime, put them in a match, see who wins, see who wins each bracket, who makes the final four, and who's the greatest tag team of all time. This will decide it. Yeah, this is the definitive look. <laughs> no other listing of the greatest tag teams counts. It doesn't matter. Nope. If, it, if it doesn't come from the five wise marks, that's not legit. If it doesn't get a listen in Somalia, it doesn't count. <laughs> and ours does. We have that global reach. They've been itching for a long time. I'm really anyway. waiting. We still have not gotten an outside the planet listen yet, according to uh, our anchor.fm. But if we do get an outside the planet, we can say we are a galactic mm. podcast. No one the else five wise marks it. universe. Hey, how much is in our account now? Uh, probably somewhere north of ten dollars. Hey, Ooh. almost enough to buy two hot ready pieces, <laughs> yeah. including tax. Well, I thought we said we're gonna go to the uh, poker table with that. We were, yeah, <laughs> yes. So if we get to fifty dollars, uh, I actually thought it wasn't poker; it was going to be roulette. Roulette, yes. Just bet all of it on black and then lose it within ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why would you say black? Uh, because red ropes trigger. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't handle red. I, just, I can't I just, handle these fucking red ropes. Oh, and Davey. bitch. Red ropes. They don't matter. Do we need a bracket? Owen and Davey. Yeah, do we need an Owen and Davey bracket? That's the only tag team that wins. 
All 64 teams are Owen and Davey. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't think Owen and Davey are on this I, list. I don't think they are. So. I glimpsed through most of it. I don't remember all of it. Interestingly enough. But. Uh, so what we're going to do is there are four brackets. There is the Tag, Team, March, and Madness brackets. Very original names there. Very, very clever. Uh, we found out how they connect to one another. So we are going to start with the illustrious... Team division, Ooh. Uh, and in this team division, I'm just going to run through the matchups. Then we're going to come back together uh, and talk about them. Rock and Roll Express, number one seed, overall number one seed, versus Mercury, Nitro, and Molina, Eminem, mm. the Wild Samoans. I'm assuming this is the original Alpha Sika. Let's go with that. Versus yeah. American Wolves. Is that that's an eight nine matchup? Eight nine. Four is the Andersons slash Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Not specified whether this is Lars and Gene or uh, Gene and Oli or Oli and, and Arn. So we'll, at our own discretion, figure this out. Yeah, I think we go with this as probably... Uh, was it was it Gene and Oli was the longest running of them? Uh, that's the ones that popped. That's the one so that we'll probably do Gene and Oli okay. is that. Versus Sheldon Benjamin and Charlie Haas, world greatest tag team in a four versus thirteen matchup. That's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Upset, uh, upset city, potential, possibly potential. Uh, speaking of potentially a lower <laughs> seed, uh, upsetting number five, we have Road Warrior Buck and Balding Buck. The <laughs> Can we just put FTR in for that? <laughs> <laughs> versus Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas, the Soul Patrol. And we Match have real life. Woo. Maybe a seeding controversy here. The British Bulldogs at two, very strong team. Just the Hollywood Blondes, a 15 seed. What was he thinking with team bracket here? They, they might have a St. Peter's vibe going on yeah, here. Yeah. We'll see, because that is a tough matchup. Uh, number seven, Rockers versus Claudio Castagnoli. And I'm blanking on Chris Hero's name. Chris Hero. Uh, <laughs> the Kings of Wrestling. Oh, oh no. Yes, Cassius. Oh, oh, oh no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a good matchup, too. The Assassins, not to be confused with the Super Assassins. The Assassins, I believe this is Jody Hamilton and... Russian, the Russian Assassin. The Russian Assassin. Uh, Georgia Territory versus uh, Gallows and Anderson. What match? Is the that club. a 3-14 matchup? It's yeah. 3-14. Another solid matchup. There. Yeah. And 6-11... We have Miracle Violence Connection, which is Steve uh, Williams, Dr. Death, and... Bam Bam Gordy. Gordy. Bam Bam Gordy, Terry Gordy. I did not know ahead of time that was their name. Yes. I knew they tagged, didn't know the name. And then Muto Hase, which... Uh, is that Kaiji Muto? Like, the Great Muto? I think it's Great Muto, yeah. Okay, we and, might uh, put, we, we're going to set Nate to look that up while we start talking about the other ones. Yes. Because Nate is the research bitch of this program. Hey, Nate, <laughs> get on it. Get on it. You got a little bit, because we're going to start off... Maybe not the toughest competition, but it is a one versus sixteen. I don't feel a lot of fairly Dickinson vibes coming in here, but we'll see. You never know. We've got uh, Ricky and Robert, Rock and Roll Express versus Joey Mercury uh, and Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny, Johnny Impact, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, Johnny Bracket, <laughs> Johnny Impact. Johnny Not Wrestling because yeah. another Johnny's got that one. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, Fake Tits Express with Melina. We getting right into it? So let's get into it. Uh, how, do, how do we do it? I mean, this is stylized in a match. This actually would work pretty well. Uh, you got two very similar teams. I mean, Eminem is very much like... They're a high-flying-esque 
yeah. quicker, quicker paced team. In like the rock style and roll of a rock and roll express, though they were obviously mostly heel. Uh, I like this matchup because face. you can put Eminem in rock and roll's era, and you could put rock and roll in Eminem's era, and no matter how you slice it, I think it'd be a crowd favorite for the night. Yeah, yeah. Which the plus. match would be pretty good. I think it'd go about probably ten or eleven, but I think double drop kick on Mercury rock and roll go over. Scott Steiner seems to have a problem <laughs> as the siren uh, makes a run in here. I, I, I thought we got out of port here. There's no sirens here. Uh, oh, you fucking pop me. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, shit. I, you're saying rock and roll in a, in a like a 10 to 12 minute like yeah. Royal Rumble tag team match? Yeah. Like it's yeah. Royal Rumble 91? We're going to have a bomb tag team match to kick off the pay-per-view? Yeah. I, I think yeah. it would be a That match does match. fit that role. I almost wish... Eminem wasn't in the 16 slot because they probably deserve. They might have to had a chance advance. to advance depending on who they face. Maybe they carried SmackDown there for a while. Uh, yeah, them versus Kendrick and I was gonna say Kendrick and Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Kendrick and uh, Spanky London. Oh, London. Yeah, Kendrick, Kendrick and Spanky. Spanky. <laughs> uh, Paul London and Brian Kendrick, yeah, they had a lot of back and forth uh, tag team matches there that late 05, 06, 07 era of SmackDown. Uh, but it's not controversial. Rock and roll is going to go over clean here. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Like I said, it's too bad they're the 16 spot because they, they probably do probably belong in the top 32, but that's They're a good that's, tag team. They're good not, workers. This yeah. is Dax Harwood's definitive list, and you cannot alter it. So. Yep. Besides uh, one. Except the one we're going to do. Yeah. I think Eminem would cover the spread, but yeah. rock and it's roll It's like wins. a 20-point spread. They lose by 15. Yeah. Uh, next up, this will be an interesting one to see because I don't know Are where we going this right one to the might 8-9? go. This is our 8-9 matchup. Uh, we have Afa Sika, so the original bloodline. That's right. Versus the American Wolves of Davey Richards and, and Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. Edwards. Uh, Davey Richards is... Uh, that is, is a good 2023. No. Is he showing up to this card? <laughs> uh, maybe this ends up turning into a handicap match. I don't know. But that's not prime Davey Richards. It's not prime Davey Richards. Because yeah, there never was a prime Davey Richards. <laughs> <laughs> He's primed. Yeah. yeah. Like Logan Paul. He was well done. Ooh. Not, not medium rare. <laughs> uh, I would be honest. I watched some Wolves matches. I don't know a ton about them. TNA exclusive, right? That's the TNA name. They, they got a lot of kind uh, of my kid vibes to them. Yeah. So just another one in that kind of style. So I guess do we go here? Do we go based on like match quality? Because I'm assuming they've probably got a higher list of critically acclaimed matches. But the Wild Samoans were. WWF tag team champions. Wild. Uh, I, I think we gotta go like match quality. Drawing power, longevity. Match quality wouldn't be that good. Yeah. Well, the thing is, but in, in match quality, we didn't get to see the Samoans in the 70s when they were probably at their best. Yeah. What we've seen on tape is mostly 80s when, end of their run. Against Adonis and Murdoch. And you yeah. only see what's good. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as much footage to see then as there is now. You can you know, watch yeah. the Wolves whenever you want uh, on YouTube. But if we're talking longevity, especially influence on the business. Drawing power. Drawing power. Keep Wild Samoans got to go over, right? I mean, that's my opinion. But do, do you agree? I agree, Samoans. I do. Uh, but I think it's a pretty good 8-9 matchup. Honestly. Yeah. That's, that's 
that fits pretty yeah, you well. You definitely have like a territory style versus a modern day style. Because, I mean, the wolves are very much modern workers. And yeah. I think we're going to see that quite a bit moving forward. Two eras clashing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So but that definitely makes for interesting. Especially early on. So that gets us to uh, the 1-8 matchup. We'll cover that later. We're going to go down the bracket to 4-3. Uh, or, sorry, 4-13. Uh, we have the Andersons, which we established was Oli and Gene. Uh, which is, you know, kind of covers us from the mid to late 70s into the early 80s. Uh, a lot of Georgia here. Yeah. Uh, versus world's greatest tag team, Haas and Benjamin. Now, this one could be tough because the three of us have clearly seen a lot more Haas and Benjamin right. than we have Ole and Gene. But we know what? Ole we know the reputation of Ole and Gene, which is something. And I think reputation has to go, has to play into this at some point. This is a this is a matchup I'd love to see. Yes. for one, because Haas and Benjamin they, they could hold their own if the if if the Andersons try to you know kind of shoot a little let's bit. Say, th- those aren't the guys you try and shoot on. Two amateurs, uh, and Haas and Benjamin they could easily have wrestled in the seventies and eighties and been just fine. Yeah, they could hold their own for sure. I mean, and probably gain some respect. Yeah, like yeah. their style actually. Kind of is a throwback. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do some high impact moves that are more modern, but I mean, they were like amateur wrestlers first. They have that athlete's background. Like they kind of follow the traditional path into wrestling of amateur wrestler, amateur athlete. You know, get broken in and come in. You know, mentored by a bigger name like Kurt Angle. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is a good match. This could be an eight nine two. I know. I got to vote upset here. So you're going, you're going world's greatest. I'm going upset. Here. I'm, I'm gonna put this on Turner because I'm gonna say, you put the Andersons over based on longevity, success in multiple territories. Whereas Haas and Benjamin were mainly a WWE team. They did have a little bit of ROH success, but like, they didn't really branch out other than that. And they're running WWE as long as you think it is, because yeah, they true. broke up. 04. Uh, early 04. Answer me this, though. Do you think the world's greatest tag team, they get too much fanfare? Like, they, is there's rose-colored glasses for this team looking back? Because, like I said, you know, they didn't tag for as long as you think. But why do we think that? Because they're so good athletically, right? Yeah. So we, uh, we hold them in such high regard, but do they and, deserve that still? And they were in an era of SmackDown tag teams, which was a great division. So they were wrestling, you know, Ray and Edge and Chavo and Eddie and Rhino and Benoit. So, like, were they as good as we thought they were in 2002? I might have to go back and watch it. Because they were also wrestling some of the best wrestlers in the world. Yes. Right out of the bat. So, I don't so know. It's, it's one-to-one, and, and this has probably happened quite a bit. Where Maybe a tiebreaker. Yeah. I have to go the Andersons right. by a hair. Um, That's an overtime game right there. Yes. Yeah, but you know it'd be a good tag now: the American Wolves against World's Greatest Tag Team. That'd be yeah. fun to watch. That would be nit, yeah. baby. That's good. Have, <laughs> that may have happened. In oh, I'm, I'm sure that would happen. That may have happened in ROH though, because I know it. Richards was for sure in ROH the same time as they were, and if Eddie was, they might have teamed at yeah. some point. So but, now but, we're gonna go to some controversy. Maybe controversy creates cash. <laughs> Young Bucks. Thanks, E. <laughs> versus Rocky Johnson. And Tony Atlas, uh, the first black 
WWF Tag Team Champions versus the uh, first female male champions. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Young Bucks. Uh, this is uh, a blowout. Soul Patrol. I mean, it's pretty well established. This podcast does not care much for the Young Bucks. We don't like that style. We we can appreciate the era, but not the, the style that they they bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, they're and neither was Soul Patrol. They would not be having it. I mean, that's the I don't thing. think they would either. You could put them against either of those two, two on one in a shoot match, and the Young Bucks would lose handily. Uh, I I could see this being very much like when. Uh, the public enemy came to WWF, and Bradshaw oh, and Farouk just beat him down. That's kind of what I could see happening in this match. Like Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson probably wouldn't put up with their crap. No, I don't think so. I, I think this is a classic five twelve upset. So and the I think goes on. I think maybe Dax did it on purpose, knowing maybe what the five seed brings to the table historically, because. Uh, it's no, it's no wonder that he doesn't like them too. I, I hope it comes out yeah. sooner rather than later as to what specifically happened. But to put them at the five spot, and I, I, all kidding aside, people who love college basketball know that's upset time. But he doesn't care for those guys, and so no. if he cared for them more and hold them in high regard, he they would be a one or two, and yeah. they're not. So, so Soul that, Patrol. All right, yeah. so it's unanimous. Uh, the Bucks are out. Not a, I, I don't think that's a Cinderella story quite yet. We'll see. No. Let's see if the Rocky and, and, and Tony can keep moving on later here. This this uh, next matchup though has me uh, in, a, this one's gonna in be a bind. Tough. I don't know I don't I don't know how to decide this. With British Bulldogs of uh, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid. One of the biggest tag teams in the world in the late eighties. And changed bitter, the game. Bitter feud too. Yeah. When I broke up. Uh, and then we have the Hollywood Blondes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, arguably the biggest star in the history of wrestling. Brian Pillman, one of the greatest talkers of all time, career cut tragically short yep. by the car accident and his eventual passing. Uh, I don't know how you decide this match. I, all I know is I would love to see this feud. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I don't know man. how you put Hollywood Blondes at 15 and think that's okay. I think it's the fact that they're only together less than a year. Yeah. I think that's the only thing holding them down. So it's almost kind of like the 13th spot with the world's greatest tag team. Maybe it's similar thinking where they aren't together as long, but they you hold them in a you high. You only enough team to get them in the tournament. How many other teams that have only been together nine months made this tournament? There you go. I would bet none. I bet none. So that, that might be it there. Uh, but, I mean, you look at... The Bulldogs had their matches with like the Hart Foundation, uh, Hollywood Blondes with you know Flair and Arn or Steamboat, um, Steamboat and Dustin, Dustin. Steamboat and uh, Shane Douglas. Yeah, but well, <laughs> Who? Steamboat. Who? Yeah, Steamboat. Steamboat and Steamboat. Yeah. Man, this is tough. Ooh. This is. Do you go by what they did as a tag team, or do you say? The individual pieces in this team matter more. That matter more than just the short run they had together. Because that's ultimately what decides this, I think. If you go by what they did as a tag team, and their accomplishments as a tag team, their 
matchless as a tag team. I think you go Bulldogs. If you wait more on the sum of the two parts, then you go the other route. You go Blondes. And I don't know. I, right. I'm still on on the edge of, of, of picking here. And the thing is, I can see whoever wins is going a long way. Yeah. No matter what seating you are, yeah. Yeah. Was the, has this been decided or voted on? Is I don't this, know. I never followed I'm not sure. up with it. I don't know either. So I am curious to find I, I, out maybe I, afterward. We'll look after. We'll see if we can get well, get, a, near get the a end. We'll have Nate look it up and uh, and see uh, our our stat bitch. Uh, <laughs> wait, I call him research bitch. I think. Well, as long like as that. bitch is in there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the firm part of it. Yeah. Uh, so how about this? Because it seems like Nate's always answering first. Because sometimes I think we want to put you in in the split spot. So why don't we just go through and you answer first? I'll answer. You know what I mean? Does that you make sense? First. Go ahead. I have to lean towards British Bulldogs. Okay, and, and that's there's a lot of history there. Um, they wrestled some tough competition back then, and I don't know. It's just it's longevity over some of the parts for me, honestly. And I love the other two, but it might be a, a classic case of maybe it's not a classic case. They're misseeded for me, and it sucks because it's like Eminem too. They're a fifteen and sixteen. They d- deserve to be a higher seed, and they'll they lose. And they'll be, lose early. So they could easily be in a, the six eleven matchup. But all that being said, I gotta give the edge slightly to the British Bulldogs, and that pains me to say. But this is what it's all about. This is fun. Who wants to go next? Ooh, this is tough. Because you can argue that for from a tag team perspective, the British Bulldogs are one of the most influential tag teams of all time. How many tag teams that's, yeah, that's a crucial say, part, influential. have that role of like the power guy and the high flyer? Like that's that's an established trope in wrestling right. now. But when you talk about singles, guys, anytime after 1997, every single federation has a guy that's kind of like Austin and a guy that wants to be Pillman. Like, you have the, like, everybody wants to have, like, the crazy, like, outlandish, you can't know what he's going to do type of figure, like a Brian Pillman. Or they want the rebel, anti-authority babyface like in Austin. So as individuals... Hollywood Blondes have arguably as much influence as any two people together have. But before they became those things. But, well, yeah. This is before that, yeah, like you said. Because if they fizzled out later on, we're not having this conversation like this. Do you, and maybe this is another way, do you get their singles runs without Hollywood Blondes? Do they just fizzle (laughs) out and kind of just go to nothing? Because they were really... Stuck in neutral when the Hollywood Blondes tag team was put together, like right. both of the guys were just kind of spinning their place. Well, then Austin say he was going to get um, Orndorff as a oh no, who was supposed to be his manager and get the U.S. strap? Uh, but then Harley, he, oh Harley, that's yeah, right, it was Harley. And then that got pulled. That got pulled. Yeah. So for drama, I'm going to say Hollywood Blondes. Okay. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> but, but just know what whoever you say. You're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no matter which one you pick. Even if right. I said the other, yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. you agree with me, you're wrong. Yeah, if you agree with me, you're wrong. <laughs> no, I, I gotta I gotta agree with Turner. Okay, Just, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Hollywood Blondies, right? No. Yeah. No, so, it's, it's got to be a, the longevity and also because they had the stampede and all that as well. In Japan. Japan. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I, I can't argue. It's, they had a seven-year run compared to a nine-month run. And like you said, uh, it's a word I missed when I was explaining. Influence. Yeah. So yes. much influence to go down the pipeline. Well, well look at American Wolf, the, like the Wolves yeah. from earlier with, with Dynamite. I'd they could have been the British one. Wolves. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, another real interesting one. Uh, the Rockers, Shawn Michaels, Marty Gennetti versus the Kings of Wrestling, Claudio Castagnoli, also known as Cesaro, Chris Hero, also known as Cassius Ono. <laughs> I think, no, mostly known as Chris Hero. Uh, it's an interesting 7-10 matchup. It's a good one. It's a good matchup. It's a really good one. And here's the thing. You would think the Rockers were together longer, but I'm fairly sure it's the opposite. I think Hero and Castagnoli teamed. Because if you think AWA together. and the Fed, what, Rockers maybe, what, five years? Four years? Uh, I believe they started wrestling either end of 86 or early 87 in Kansas City. Yeah, well, yeah, Kansas City. Before going to AWA. Uh, that's five years max. Yeah. Because the end of 91, they were done. Yeah, Kings of Wrestling were together for just short of seven years. Yeah, and how many places were they at? Ring of Honor, Chikara, PWG, all that? Uh, yes, Ring of Honor, Chikara, Juggalo Championship Wrestling. <laughs> of course. That's where it counts. Combat Zone Wrestling. Yeah, CZW. Uh, PWG, Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. Uh, and they were part of the early 2000s, like, indie boom. Yes, and I mean, the, these were guys that were staples of the golden age of Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. They came in kind of at the, at the same time that like a CM Punk, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles were in Ring of Honor, 05, 06, 07, and really helped establish Ring of Honor as like the indie wrestling company in the United States. And then they were like the next main eventers after all those guys left. How much weight does that hold in the long run compared to what the Rockers mean and all that? I mean, they still talk about who's the Sean of the team. Who's the Marty, who's the Marty right. of the team. That goes a long way. That is true. Even if you're a Fairweather fan of wrestling, you probably know what that means, I think. Yeah. I mean, any time a tag team breaks up, it's who's going to be the Sean, who's yeah. going to be the Marty. When you got Kings of Wrestling, you, you said all that, and it's true, but... Still, wrestling's on the fringe there. Only hardcores probably know what you're explaining to them. Never never had a run together in a main event company. Or a main and that's too bad, company. too. Because they were probably they were in the same company, the big company, at they, the same time. They were in WWE at the same time. But completely really different roles. Class. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting in and of itself. And that came at a time, too, when the Fed, if you will, uh, they don't harken back to... Ooh, what did ROH do? And what? Yes, they don't. They they're they're clean slate. Everybody. That's something so that hadn't don't really. Count. Yeah, that hadn't really happened yet. Because now they'll make they'll, references that kind they of do. stuff yeah. in a Triple H era that they wouldn't have in a Vince era. I think that almost started. I'd say with AJ. Yeah, really, really did with AJ. Uh, I think the iconic moments the Rockers had is their uh, their breakup. Is, is well, they had their breakup. Uh, they had that Rumble 91 match that we referenced earlier. The false tag team title win. The false tag team title win when the ropes broke. 
Especially it was, it was a red one. In, in so <laughs> many, I mean, was who wasn't it? The Young Bucks. The Young Bucks want to be the Rockers. Yeah, but they both think they're Sean. So yes, and they're both worse than Marty. And they're both worse. Than Marty. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that stuff. Marty yeah. is. <laughs> Nate, you, you party with them, so. Marty. <laughs> uh, Marty's the better. I gotta go, Rockers. I gotta go, and I love Claudio, but I gotta go, Rockers. I Do I go next, or do you go next? I'm, agree- I'm, I'm agreeing with Mike just because the the Sean and the Marty they had, I think it's more imprint on the business. Not not everybody's like who's the Ono. You got that iconic thing of Marty trying to escape. It's just yeah, it's got to be the Rockers. Hey, for what it's worth, I would have said Rockers too. Yeah, so. close, clean sweep, but great matchup. Yeah. Oh yeah, great match. Now we're gonna get into the three fourteen matchup: Assassins, Jody Hamilton. And uh, Super Assassin, Russian Assassin? Yeah. Uh, they're the, they're, this is a tough one, because they were basically retired before we started watching wrestling. Yeah, I have a hard time actually giving this, uh, like, equal... However, Gallows and Anderson have done a lot of things, been in a lot of places. Are they an all-time great tag team? I don't know. That's tough. By the way, following the mold of a British Bulldogs with the big guy and the... You know, the worker, yeah. kind of. Uh, I want to hold the fact that Nick Patrick's three count sucks against Jody Hamilton, <laughs> but that's not fair. That's not fair. Is Nick <laughs> Patrick the ref player. in this match? <laughs> um, yeah, short count. <laughs> Slower than my fast count. Um, I I don't like this matchup because I don't know the assassins well enough to yeah. speak on it, and I don't care enough for Gallows and Anderson living. Yeah, so I I think what we do in this case is double DQ. Double DQ. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. Brawled back. I, I I would I would put the assassins on based on their reputation. I agree. As they were a main event team in Georgia. Yeah, especially in the seventies when you had the Russian hype. Yeah. So they were probably getting monster heat. And the assassin, they were still around with uh, Orndorff in the early 90s, Jody was. Yeah. So, I would have gone, well, who, who are you going with? Assassin. Okay, I, I would have gone Gallows Anderson for the same reason, So, because I, I don't know how it is. Yeah. Uh, I would go with what I know at this point. But I did not win that one. So. Yeah. Uh, last one. Uh, now, have you done your research on this? It is, uh, it oh. is Kenji Muto. Kaiji? Yeah. Okay. So, it is Great Muto. And, and Hiroshi uh, Hase. Yep. Uh, I'll be honest. I know Muda. I don't know Hiroshi Hase very well. I just know. Do know st- I do know. I have watched some of their matches uh, versus Steiners. I'll say, I do know Doctor Death, and I do know Bam Bam Gordy though. So this is a Japanese style match, right? This here. is going to be a strong style match. This is a match I'd love to see. Like either of these guys go against like a Walter in 2023. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, or against like McIntyre and Sheamus in a tag match, like. Just big meaty guys, meaty <laughs> just, just meeting it up. Yeah, yeah. just meeting Meat. it up. The beef, just beef. Bring where's the beef in the ring? <laughs> uh, I know where the beef challenge. Based on that, I just gotta go with Gordy and Doctor Death because I know them better. I love Muda, but I don't know him as a tag guy. I know him as a singles guy. Yeah. For all the reasons you said too, you spelled it out pretty good. Agree. All right. So now, do we want to resolve this bracket? Now, or do we go to the other brackets? I guess that's our question. I vote let's go to the other brackets. We'll give this a rest. Yep. Let it marinate for a little while. And then go back. Yeah, All right. Back. Yep. I think that's fair. So now we're going to move to the March division. Winner of this will play the winner of the tag, correct? Uh, 
No, this, they'll play the, the winner, winner of this the, division. Of the, of the one we just did? Yep. Okay. So, this division starts out, I'm going to go through again, uh, Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, one seed, uh, LAX, and this is the Santana and Ortiz version of LAX, uh, in the 16th seed, uh, the Lucha Bros of indistinct luchadors in AEW whose names I don't remember. Phoenix and the other guy. Yep. Uh, Penta El Medra something something and, yeah. versus DX which I believe is Sean and Hunter yes probably. does not specify but I'm going to go with Sean and Hunter uh, because I believe New Age Outlaws are their own team later yeah I agree and then 413 matchup Demolition versus Red Dragon of Ooh. Nate and Bobby Fish <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, number five, Usos versus what I believe is the original Blackjacks, not the new Blackjacks. Yeah, I think they would <laughs> specify that one. Yeah, <laughs> of Wyndham and, and, and Bradshaw, uh, which we'll talk about the seeding there. Uh, yeah, Arn and Tully in the two seed versus number fifteen seed Quebecers, uh, Jacques and Pierre, which seeding there might be controversial. Uh, Number seven, Motor City Machine Guns. Never heard of them. <laughs> Versus 10-seed Fabulous Freebirds. Motor City favored here, yeah. according to Dax. According to Dax. Very, uh, very definitive. Yeah. What does Vegas have to say? Yeah. Then, number three-seed Fabulous Kangaroos. A.K.A. The Australian guys in the 70s. The Sheep Herders. <laughs> no. No, no. This different. is uh, Ray and... This is different. No. That's the guys from the 60s. Yeah, yeah. these guys are older, and yeah, they're not the sheep herders. I was, just, I was just ribbing. Uh, these are Australia, ribbing. not New Zealand. Oh, sorry. Or something. Oh, yeah. Or New Zealand, I don't know. Anyway. They're Iowa. Versus the Golden Lovers, which I believe is that Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi? Yes. Sure. I don't the know. Golden Showers. <laughs> uh, I know I was, I'm working to confirm that. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega. I believe so. Number six, Mark and Jay Briscoe, as opposed to Jerry and Jack, Jack Briscoe. Mark and Jay Briscoe. So as a three, six as a six. So and this is Bris- Briscoe C O E S, right? I'm correct. Yes, that's the Mark and Jay Briscoe. Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure Pat and Jerry are just O, O-S. no O E S. Um, I'll double check. Versus eleven, Ricky Steamboat and Jay and Youngblood. Jay Youngblood. Ooh. The blood and Youngblood. Yes. Hey, breaking news: Princeton beat Missouri. Nice. Yes. Sweet sixteen. Uh, Let's kick it off at the top because yeah. we got some, maybe some controversy in the middle. I think in the middle we might have some real tough ones. Number one. Oh, what a rush. Legion yeah. of Doom, Road Warriors, however you want to refer to them as. One of the most, if not the most, over tag team of all time. Maybe not the cleanest in the ring, but they won the titles in the AWA. They won the titles in the NWA. They won the titles in WCW. They won the titles in... Did they win WCW? Yeah, yeah. Uh, NWA. No, NWA. they never won it as WCW. Yeah. They won NWA. They won NWA, yeah. Because... They won, a, they won the big three. There was that weird, that weird interim period in, like, not, you know, late 89, early 90. I wasn't quite sure what that was. Uh, but then, won WWF titles, clearly. Uh, had, Japan. Had some success in Japan. Uh, LOD kind of did it all, other than... Having like a lot of the classic great matches, so they don't have a lot on that great match list. They ha- they have it on influence, but they have the star power and the influence. And how 
in this bracket, there's a knockoff LOD team. As a four seed, which should tell you how influential well, Road Warriors are. If you ask Bruce Pritchard, that's, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. No, Vince had never seen the Road Warriors. Never, they never no even heard of them. They didn't even know what face paint was. Right. They just found face paint at <laughs> the store, at the, the wrestling store. I remember we did a uh, animal episode. Yes, yeah. we did. In his passing, so that might be all you need to know about who's winning this one. Yeah, and I don't even think this is the best version of LAX. Yeah. I prefer the Homicide and Hernandez version of LAX. Yeah. Personally. Santana and Ortiz are just going to get thrown around. It's a job. I'm not a big fan of Santana and Ortiz. It's a squash match. Yeah. yeah. Road Warriors over. Three minutes. Big time. It's, this Let them do def- their moves. Definitely Doomsday not a device. One, two, three. This isn't a Matt Painter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have the Lucha Bros versus DX. And now, I'll give my opinion, and I'll let you marinate on this for a second. I don't like the Lucha Bros. I don't think they're very good. I've watched enough of their matches to get a feel for what they are. This I is- also don't consider DX a tag team, though. That is, I don't like, either. It's a group. It's yeah. a faction. Now... They did have a run with the tag team titles together. Uh, they did oh, yes. have one of my kind of underrated all-time tag team matches, the Hell in a Cell against uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes. That is a really good match. Uh, that feud is awesome, and that feud alone... Is, so if I only count 2009 DX, I put them over the Lucha Bros. So I vote DX. I vote DX, well, I mean, because look at how, what everybody does this day. You can have a DX night on Raw, and it's going to draw. And the crowd's going to come in. Lucha Bros, you're just going to get your... That's Pentagon's team, right? We established? Yeah, okay. and Ray Penta Phoenix. and Phoenix. Oh, Ray Fenix. Yes. Yeah. Ray Fenway. Ray Arizona, who cares? Yeah. They're, they're going to do their spots, but that's only going to draw in the normal people that watch the spots. DX, they're going to draw the casuals. DX, all day. I would have gone DX too. All right, but again, they're not a tag; they're a faction. But yeah, so I'm saying even if I only count the times when they were like a tag team, so like that reformed version in like you 06, know, 06, 07, that's 09. even good enough. Yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Now, this one we're gonna get into that same idea of match quality versus overness and influence and success. Demolition, uh, you get. Axe, who was actually kind of on the downside of his career as it started, um, having much more success kind of as the mass superstar in Georgia, early 80s, late 70s, versus, uh, with Smash, Crusher Khrushchev, Repo Man, Blacktop Bully, Mr. Hole-in-One, uh, all of these wonderful, uh, Barry Darso, all these wonderful gimmicks that he's had. You know, for three years, arguably a top four or five team in the entire business, and those three years happen to be three of the biggest years in the history of the wrestling business. Good timing. So there's that. Uh, one of the longest reigning WWF Tag Team Champions of all time. That's huge in their favor. Very, very over in their prime. One of the most iconic double turns in wrestling history. Yep. At Survivor Series 88. Good finish, too. Yeah. Great finish. I love their finishing move. And they, although they were supposed to be Roadwear clones, they did have their own style that was very distinct from LOD. They weren't tossing people around. 
They were more chop them down with they were, strikes. They were clubbing blows, just beating them. Yeah, and beating, them, the, and beating the, them. You know the axe handle shots. Yeah. You know they were just axe handle smash. Yeah, the axe handle. Smash. It's probably where they got the name from. Probably, like crush should have been handle. <laughs> <laughs> from here on out. <laughs> I I love demolition in Red Dragon. Nothing to keep away, take away from them. I like Kyle O'Reilly a lot. I like Bobby Fish a little bit less. If we're talking just pure match quality, they have better matches. However, I just love Demolition. And I have nostalgia for Demolition. So that's where my vote goes. I'll back out of here for a while. Mike's saying it all. It's Demolition. I have to vote against myself. <laughs> yeah, you kind of laid it on the line pretty good. I, I was actually leaning Red Dragon initially until you, you, you said all that. But... They are a knockoff of LOD. But they still move forward. Well, you know what, Vince? <laughs> I, they're not. I, you know, Vince, Vince they're not, but so they're not. Here's the thing. There's a good possibility we can debate that in this bracket. Potentially. That's very true. That brings us to... Uso! Jimmy and Jay. You just got pulled over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the siren was for, right? <laughs> uh, versus the original Blackjacks, which... Jack Lanza. Mulligan Lanza and Mulligan. At 12. I mean, the thing that's crazy to me is... I think they could be a top half seed, and I know which, they can change it. The, the Blackjacks are one of those teams that, like, they influenced Dusty. Like, Dusty early, Dusty and Dick Murdoch wanted to be the Blackjacks. Yeah, with uh, Texas Outlaws or whatever Yeah, they were. when they first came out. So the like, West Texas Blackjacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, and Lanza had a long run as an agent in the Fed. Look he's Mulligan. still there and he's dead, right? He <laughs> uh, actually, in our 97 journey, cut a pretty awesome promo yes. for the new Blackjacks that obviously didn't pay off because the new Blackjacks were terrible, but, yeah. but there's that. Wasn't there a member of the old Bla- new Blackjacks that was related to the old Blackjacks? Mulligan well, Wyndham? Yeah. So you have... There's legacy there as well. Yeah. I thought we talked about legacy in the DX <laughs> <laughs> matchup. <laughs> but what does the Usos bring to the table? Because I feel like you go from, despite what they're doing now, it's, it's good. They're part of a long-term story. Yep. But from, let's say, 2014 to 2021, it's a, it's a blur. I will it's say a blur. it's a lot of great matches against With New Day. an exception... Their feud, the New Day, especially 2017, really sticks out to me. Because that Hell in a Cell match mm. that I was there for in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, cheap pop. <laughs> uh, I have a lot of great feelings about that match. That match was awesome. And they did struggle early on. The Babyface original Usos were not, they were not clicking. It wasn't happening. When they had the little... Uh, the, the face paint. The face paint and, and the, yeah. the tribal... Yeah, the tribal cuts. stuff. It didn't work. And they had Naomi, with right? No, Tamina. Tamina, Tamina. that's right. And then they turn heel. And their heel stuff has been great. Then, recently, Jay had that solo run, which was fantastic. Yes. Setting up the bloodline. They've been the enforcers of the bloodline. They're in this storyline that the payoff doesn't seem like it's going to hit, but all the steps along the storyline 
have been great. Jimmy and Jay have been key parts of it. So that's the, that's the case for the Usos. Yeah. But I look at that and say, that's the last two years. That's true. And are you saying you have a soft spot for that match in 2017 because you were there? Or because... Part of it. But it's also great. Yeah. Match is really, really good. I like that match better than the, the main event. But then what about... I feel like, and I can't say, all oh, on this year or this date this happened, but it always seemed like it's the New Day and Usos. New Day Usos. New well, Day Usos. For a long time. And that's just bad. It's bad booking in a lot uh, of ways, and it's bad creative it's in a lot of ways. New Day FTR, though. And Usos FTR. You know, the, not their greatest moment, but, you know, Usi Hot. Can this be it's a... It's probably not helping. It's probably not helping the Uso cause. But it was a memorable moment. Yeah. Shave your back. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Now, at first, I was blanking out at first, but you said that. Yeah, it was blanking again. Uh, it's a five twelve matchup. It, it, it's all the makings for another upset. So what, so what are you voting then? Me? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go blackjacks. I'm gonna go Usos. I think just because Lanza was there forever, we're doing an upset. Yeah, but Nate's vote doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's is two, really mine is zero. zero. Yeah. <laughs> the three-fifths compromises. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you saying he's at the level of a slave? Because I don't think he's quite that high in the pecking order. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're maybe the dentured servant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Surfed him. That brings <laughs> us to the second half of the bracket. Arn and Tully, half the four horsemen Keep touching your in the foot. WWF, the Brain Busters. Versus the Quebecers. Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Carl Oulet. I want you to start this out, Nate, because PCO is your boy. Yes. I mean, Jacques and Pierre, that, that was a great team, but they just they weren't together long at all in the Fed. Well, then they had that second run when Jacques was older and roidier, and then there were the amazing French Canadians in WCW, which yep. I think the best part of that was. Colonel Parker dressed as a legionnaire. It's true, but it, Arden Tully is Arden Tully, and Arden Tully wins. Just, it, it, but I would love to watch that match. That match could go fifteen to twenty, and that would tear a house down. That would be a great it match. Would. It's hard to just say no to Arden Tully about anything. I have a feeling this team's going to make it pretty far because of our love for both guys. And the Quebecers, while probably deserving to be in the top sixty-four. They'll probably be bowing out here. Yeah, Arn and Tully, they win. Uh, Arn and Tully have a very soft spot in my heart. Uh, I grew up watching their matches, uh, and and we'll talk about them probably more with some of the other teams they face later where there might be a little more competition. So Arn and Tully for now. Bring to an interesting 7-10 matchup. Uh, Maybe one where I I don't necessarily agree with the seeding of, of one of the teams. We have Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley, and somebody versus the <laughs> fabulous Freebirds of uh, P.S. Michael Hayes. Uh, what's our classic? What version are we going with? Because there are multiple versions. Um, yeah. You've got the Buddy Roberts, uh, and Terry the Gordy, and uh, Michael Hayes is kind of the traditional Texas you version. Got, you got Jimmy Jam. But then you bring Jimmy Garvin in later. So I think we probably go with the traditional yeah. three Freebird rule team. Yes. Yes. Okay. Leave Jimmy Jam out. Honestly, I think these seeds should have been flip flopped. Maybe. Maybe Freebirds even a little higher. Than that. Yeah. Freebirds. They mean a lot to the business. Freebirds got a yeah. tough draw here. 
Yeah, well, the machine guns mean a lot too. They influenced probably Red Dragon. They influenced why don't you talk a lot. about the uh, motorcycle well, machine guns for a little bit? Because well, because Alex Shelley is one of the greatest of all time. I don't know his tag team partner. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but in all seriousness, no, I mean they, they mean a Final lot. Fantasy VI, which is <laughs> a great video game. They mean a lot to well the, the early stages of Ring of Honor. Yep. A lot of the a lot of the indies that we've talked about with Kings of Wrestling. Uh, one of the most established. In historic teams in Impact slash TNA, yeah, pretty much them and like well, Chris Saban was like a pillar of TNA. Yeah, pretty much them and then like Beer Money mm-hmm. or America's Most Wanted is like and, or homicide or homicide Hernandez I mean, as yeah, well, LAX the original, but yeah, or Triple X as well, SEX. Yeah, <laughs> I think straight. it says a lot about Motor City Machine Guns for being in a seven spot and not being in. WWF or AEW or AEW or, or they worked too AEW late for WCW. Yep, they worked AEW. What one match? Yeah, Shelley's worked NXT once. Yep. Saban's never been, which kind of shocks me. Yeah, especially with the stuff that happened in 2015, 2016. I think it's because his knees. Yeah, honestly, and but this is a tough match because you got the Freebirds, the the what the draws of Texas with the Von Erics. Uh, had the biggest drawing gate in the history of the Superdome until <laughs> until Hulk Hogan well, in 2014. Until, yeah. <laughs> until that was the Superdome, brother. So, I mean, they had the biggest drawing. Uh, they sold out Dallas uh, with the Von Erics. They didn't sell out, but they had a big drawing gate in New Orleans with Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Both of these teams mean a lot to the airs they were in. Yeah. Yes. Both that makes teams, it a tough matchup. Both at teams are influences. Especially, I say we leave it at that, and we just give it a vote because we could. I, I, I got to vote last on this one. I'm gonna go Freebirds. I'm going Freebirds. I was gonna go Freebirds as well. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a tough that's a, draw. That it is a tough draw because here's the thing: next round is Arn and Tully versus the Freebirds. We could talk about so that. We'll, we'll talk about that. In a second. That could be a podcast. In a, in a, in a, we'll own. get there. That's going to be. But honestly, I would love to see Iron Tully versus Machine Guns. That would have been really good. Yeah. So you get Machine Guns, American Wolves, World's Greatest Tag, Tony, yeah. NIT, <laughs> Vanderbilt. So I'm thinking at this point, we're down here. Uh, you're getting here near the end. We now have the Fabulous Kangaroos versus the Golden Lovers, which. I, I don't know if I want to Google search Golden Lovers. <laughs> My thought on this is... You want to use the FTR rule. Potentially. But I think I found a spot later, Turner. Do we think this is a better spot for them? Just, I'm, I'm showing him something off screen. I will, I will be honest. I had to Google who that was 45 okay. minutes ago. Do you still... do what you? I don't know. Who, I Googled this before and I still don't know who it is. Uh, I feel like we should put them at that spot. Okay. Yes. So my thought for this spot is, do we do a double DQ spot? For 314 here? Yeah. And then the winner of 611 just automatically advances to the Sweet 16? Mm. Why don't we just... Put the kangaroos in because we know Omega's part of the sure. Barbers. Yeah, that works. And then, we, just, yeah, we'll, and just, then we'll know the kangaroos well, probably lose against. Okay. Well, the, can, the kangaroos were influential back they in were. the 60s. Uh, and, and but I so could I speak on that. Cornette talks yeah. about them all the time as being yeah. this great influential team. I just don't know them. I don't either. Okay. By virtue of Omega being part of the Lovers because we yep. don't like that. Yep. And, and they're both blow up doll wrestlers. All right. Yeah. Which means it's time to reach for the sky. Jay and Mark, Briscoe, rest in peace, Jay. By the way, versus Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood. Another Jay. Yeah. 
Wow. <sighs> it's a tough one. It's, Can this just go to a 60-minute draw? In the, in the context <laughs> of right now, uh, Jay has passed away within the past two months. Jay Youngblood? <laughs> Jay Briscoe. <laughs> You're a dick. So that makes it hard for us uh, to, to objectively look back at their career because, I mean, we're still kind of on that emotional roller coaster. But I could say Briscoe's could be one of the teams influenced by machine guns. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're kind they're, of peers. They, they came up, they they came up roughly about the same time. But that that's another Ring of Honor staple. Yeah. If you want to, if, who's Ring of Honor? It's the Briscoe's. Yeah, the Briscoes are as much Ring of Honor as anybody. I, I love mean, it. As Daniels and Loki and if, if Brad you're doing like a, a Mount Rushmore of of Ring of Honor, I think one of those four spots has to be the double headed, you know, Briscoes. Larry's a Briscoe. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other side, you got Ricky Steamboat. You do have Ricky Steamboat. However, is Jay Youngblood on that same level? He kind of got gets forgotten in all this. Like, yes. he didn't really go much past. But maybe that. he got forgotten because didn't he die early as well? Didn't he? All right, you tell me. I'm gonna find. This out. is the problem. I don't remember. I don't know much about him. I, I know the name. I want to name. I don't know much about them as a team. I don't think I've ever seen any of their matches as a team. Wasn't it? I think they were uh, Starcade '83. Okay, I watched Starcade '83 a long time ago. In like '83. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched it in 1983, five years before I was Well, born. you looked that up. Me and Mike will probably put in our Yeah, boats. he passed away in 85. Okay. So they didn't have time. Well, I'm still on that emotional roller coaster, too. From 1985. I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. I was sad. Um, uh, I just... I One, I have to go with the Briscoes because I just haven't seen these too much as a team. And I when I see a steamboat, I think of singles. Yes. Exclusively. Yes. And I think a steamboat flare. Yeah, but this oh. is an easier draw because you could put the Motor City Machine Guns at the sixth spot, and I'd probably go with them. But they yeah. drew the Freebirds, so that's how it goes. But emotional roller coaster or not, Jay's passing or not, the Briscoes—they're one of the top teams to never make it to the WWF. Let alone they're the top teams, and they were together of all time. Twenty years. Twenty years. Oh, Hollywood Blondes nine months. That's rough. How Jay Youngblood died. Tour of South Pacific, abdominal pain, diagnosed with hemorrhagic pancreatitis, developed sepsis and kidney failure, and then heart attacks. Jeez. That's rough. And what's left? That's like some David Von Erich stuff right there. Yikes. <laughs> That's rough. But I got I to gotta vote Briscoes. Yeah. All right. Because they just had a match of the year, like, last year. Oh, my goodness. Right at the end of December of last year, they had a match of the year candidate match. And then and they had wrestled FTR. In August, too, when yeah. the guys were at my place. Yeah, that Another was great really good. Now we're on to the Madness Bracket. And here in the Madness Bracket, we've got Midnight Express. I'm just going to say we're doing any, ver- like, kind of an amalgamation. Because it's hard free to say. Rule. Free bird rule. it. <laughs> uh, between, you know, Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane with Jim Cornette. You could do any of those versions. Uh, versus a tag team that maybe the two individuals are greater than the team. Doom, Ron Simmons, Butch Reed. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed had great singles runs. Doom was not together very long. No. And notice how we can use, we're allowing ourselves to use the Freebird rule for Midnight 
because all three members mean so much to that team, but we yeah. couldn't even do it for the actual Freebird team. Well, we did. We did. Jam, we cut out because he came later on his own with Hayes. It was kind of a weird, almost like new Freebirds. Well, I mean, we could add... There's br- new Midnights, too. Brad <laughs> we, could add, we could add Bradstreet, too. It's, yeah. Anyway. I'm going Bombastic Bart. And, and I'm going to go with Bodacious Bob. I think it's the other way around, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, That's the number one seed in the NIT. Do we just have Midnight's win this? Mm-hmm. Let's and just go Midnight's now and say, uh, yeah. Doom. Doom's good. I like Doom. Yeah, just they're more singles, guys. Uh, and well, and Simmons had a much more impactful tag team. We'll probably talk about it at some point. I'm sure they're on this list somewhere. That brings 8-9 matchup. Uh, the Valiants. Uh, versus the Eliminators. I remember saying when I showed you guys this bracket that I had singled that one out as a really good one. This is, yeah. You got Ooh. Perry Saturn yep. and Ooh. John and Cronus. 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 <laughs> <laughs> against all the Valiant Brothers that <laughs> 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 <I> ever lived. <laughs> Jerry, uh, Jimmy, Johnny, Jimmy Jack, Jimmy Jack, Jimmy Jack, Jimmy Corn. Um, it's another one that's tough for us. Uh, being, I don't know a lot of Valiants. Being born in the late 80s, past the time when the Valiants were really relevant. But you know that they were... Uh, I, I, we, we, know, well, we know Luscious Johnny, just because yep. of the managerial stuff. Mania 2 with uh, Beefcake Valentine and yep. all that. But then Jimmy also had a pretty... Boogie Woogie Man? As, as a, you know, a personality. Uh, he was a personality. Well, even well into the Jim Crockett days. Uh, though obviously they're kind of well known for their stuff early on in like Memphis and mid uh, sorry Mid Atlantic. Probably the Eliminators we're more familiar with. Yes. Uh, however, how long were they together? That's something we might have to look up. I don't know how long Saturn and Cronus were together. When did Saturn go to WCW? Uh, Mid ninety seven, something like that. Yeah. So and then what happened to Cronus in in the in the meantime? I when don't Saturn he did anything. He just retired and uh drifted off in the sunset. So they were in ECW for two years. Uh, for ECW's terms, that's a long time. <laughs> in ECW terms, they did make them three time ECW champions. There is merit to that. <laughs> that means a lot coming from Heyman. Yeah. <laughs> um So that's something. Uh I don't know how how deep we take that? Do we go off reputation in history, or do we go off what we've seen? I feel like in this instance, and maybe I'm eating my words somewhat because I'm going to go case by case here. In this case, I'm going to go with the Eliminators. I feel like we kind of harken back too much to historical purposes. Yeah. And for me, I always like Perry Saturn for whatever reason. And for this time, that's enough for me to, to go Eliminators. And their finish is one of the best in the business. Right. The high-low, bam. Uh, the total elimination. And because Nate has walked away, and for convenience sake, I'm just going to say we vote for the Eliminators, <laughs> and we're going to move them on yeah. <laughs> to the next round. Uh, we won't even tell them who we went until we get to the Yeah, side. yeah, we're just going to say we moved on. <laughs> Which then brings us to the 413 spot. Where I believe is where we're going to invoke the FTR rule here. And we are going to plug in uh, a team called FTR. FTR, because I don't know 
I don't know what the Holy, Holy Demon, Demon Army, Army is. is. Uh, I, I could Google them, and I probably still won't know who they are. I believe this is a Japan thing. I believe you're right, because uh, I looked it up briefly myself. Okay, I did, and I still don't know who they are. Toshiaki Kawada and Akira Tawe. Kawada sounds familiar. I've heard the Maybe I've Corny heard talked about him. Um, so. so the FTR rule is invoked. Agreed. For which, for which matchup? Uh, we oh. have eliminated the Holy Demon Army. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Yeah. And so FTR will slot in as a number four seed against the number 13 seeded Bushwhackers. Actually, that, no, number four for FTR actually sounds that fits. pretty decent. It's about where they should be. And bu- can you imagine the Bushwhacker match with them? <laughs> hey, is this just Bushwhackers or does this count Sheep Herders? As I well? would just count the whole thing. I would say whatever you think their prime is. So Sheep Herders. Uh, but if they get the battering ram on, yeah. you never know. This could be a bloodbath. Uh, I would love to see this given 20 minutes in like a dog collar match. I was going to say, you think mid, it's mid, in mid South dog collar style right here. I was just about to ask, you think it can go 30 and, and, and still be. And you know, crowd favorite after a half hour. This match is one that I don't think could work super well in 2023, but I think in 1983, this would tear down the house in any territory you put it in. Yeah, that's all I think. Literally, it would tear down the house. <laughs> yes, that's all FTR wants. They they know they belong in the wrong era. Yeah, and they they fight so hard for so long to bring some of that to the future, to the present. Yeah, and while I feel like the hardcores and people like us recognize it and love that. I don't think they're like super popular when it comes down to it. Yeah. But we love them. We invoke the rule. I vote FTR. I vote FTR as FTR. well. FTR. I did look up Holy Demon Army. It's uh, Kawada and Akira Tawi. Yeah, we did. We just don't know who that is. Yeah. I mean, no, I've Kawada. Heard of Kawada, but I don't really know much I about it. I think it's all, some tag team. All Japan. Yeah. Meltzer loves them. So that's my yeah. fourth seed. <laughs> oh. FTR moves on. This brings us to actually another interesting one. Uh, two teams that pretty short-lived, both of them. Number five, Edge and Christian. Ooh. Really, think about it. Their run is 1998 through 2001. King of the Ring 01, yeah, basically. That's it. And really, it's end of 98. So it's basically 99, 2000, right. half of 2001. Versus another team that was not together very long, Money Incorporated. Ooh, man. Deebers and uh, IRS. This is a tough one. That is a really good one. Because I think... All four guys are a varying degree of really good. I mean, is IRS in the Hall of Fame? If he's not, he probably should be. He's Hall of Fame caliber. So you have four Hall of Famers, essentially. Basically. And all of them did better things in their singles career. I think we can all safely say that, right? Yeah. Edge, Christian, DiBiase, and IRS, especially the first three, yeah. all clearly had better run singles than they did as a team. But there's a spot for the IRS. Well, Rotunda, he was a TV champ and stuff. Yeah. And Varsity he, Club. And he's kind of just a tag team specialist. He, he's tagged, yeah. you know, with Wyndham, and so... This is That's just, a good matchup. It is. Uh, this would be a really good match. It, it would be. Yeah, wow. Now, my counterpoint, because we talked a lot about Money, Inc., Edge and Christian probably have more memorable moments. Yes. WrestleMania 2000. SummerSlam 2000. And then WrestleMania 17. 
And all the five-second poses. The Team Eck with yeah, Kurt, Angle. Kurt Angle. Then Team Wreck when they added Rhino. And the fa- the the fa- the kazoo. Yeah, yeah kazoo was great. I mean, concerto is still something that's referenced to this day. Yeah. Still used. Still used in 2022. Reference at Royal Rumble 23. So. Used actually at the last AEW pay-per-view. But who cares? Uh... I think Edge and Christian has to take this, right? I think so. I love Devers. I think so. I got to go Edge and Christian here. So EC Which would be be a real... I would love to see that match. Well, looking ahead to our next round matchup, FTR, Edge and Christian. That'll be an interesting one. Oh, boy. So now we got to move on to another team, which may be a little underrated. Number two, we have the Dudleys. 15 seed. We have Ivan and Nikita. Oh boy, Koloffs. Oh and the boy. 15 seed might be low for them. However, the Dudleys are the most decorated tag team in the history of wrestling. Correct. Dudley, I mean, we're Dudley, talking. We're talking straps. Straps. Belts. Would Dudleys be like the Duke of North Carolina of this tournament? Then basically. I mean, they they essentially are. They're like the, you the know, blue one blood. of the most titles. But actually, probably the UCLA. Right, you know, like yeah, they the John Wooden year, so yeah. many titles, and they did it everywhere they went. They did it in ECW. They did it in WWF. They did it in Impact. They did it in. Uh, did they? I know Bubble went to ROH. Did Devon go to ROH? No, I don't think Devon ever okay. did. But they essentially did it in the three three of the biggest companies. And Never it, made it to WCW. That's just because they didn't make it there. I think they had a tag title run, but they I, don't, did, I don't even count that. They did in WWF. Uh, I'm not counting that. I'm just saying, like, ECW, they're a top tag team. WWF, they were a top tag team. Impact, they were a top tag team. Great promos. Uh, the, I mean, Heatwave 99? Heatwave 99 <laughs> in Dayton, you know. We got this mother in the front row to taught her daughter how to suck dick. <laughs> I mean, it's... And then, do, 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 do. I mean, that's classic. They, <laughs> Dem Damn Dudleys. And, and to this day, every single show you're at, we want tables. Yes. We want tables. No matter how much that's overplayed now. And, and some an people might say that's the public enemy that started the tables. They might have started it. The Dudleys made it what it is. And Ivan and Nikita were a great upper mid-card tag team in Jim Crockett. Got major heat. But that's about it. But are they an all-timer? I don't think so. I don't think so. Enough to make the bracket. Not enough enough to win. They they won the Sun Belt. Maybe it could have been like a 12 or a 13 seed instead of a 15. But that's not the credit we're going to give them. Hey, they could have ended up against the Young Bucks and made it to the second round. (laughs) However, they ended up against the Dudleys and... You know, for for every St. Peter's, there's a lot of uh, teams that get popped by the number two seed and just get beat. So, now this one's going to be interesting. Another tight 7-10. I think the 7-10s have been really 7-10s are really good. Harlem Heat versus... a 7? The Fabs. Harlem Heat versus the Fabulous Ones. Steve Kern and... Stan Lane. Stan Lane, yeah. The Fabs... Super influential. Yes. Uh, Without the fabulous ones, all of these good-looking tag teams of the 80s probably don't have You wouldn't have, yeah, Midnight's. You wouldn't have uh, Heavenly Bodies. 
Uh, I mean, you could even draw rock and roll and the rockers yeah. come from the fabs. The fabs were the first MTV tag team, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had, like a Chippendale style gimmick. Yeah, I mean, like, their look was like 1982 MTV. <laughs> and then you got Harlem Heat, Booker T, Stevie Ray. I think they're underrated at seven. They might be underrated at seven. And talk about a team that had it all. They had the promos, they had the size, the look. They had Sherry, by the yeah. way. We yeah. gotta put Sherry yes. in there. Yeah. Uh, they had power moves, they had high flying moves. Uh, they were in a time period in WCW where it was lacking a lot of star power. They needed Harlem Heat. But WCW needed yes. Harlem Heat. The for Harlem a while. Heat stood out in a WCW tag team division that, you know, 94, 95, 96 was pretty they, rough. Yeah, what they have, uh, pretty wonderful, stars and stripes. Fire and ice. Ooh. ooh. I, oh. High voltage. Yeah, my boys. <laughs> uh Turn, you can take Ice Train. Yeah. That's a boy. So, no. <laughs> I'm taking eight trains. <laughs> Man, hey, he's man. a train. He's <laughs> the size of a train. He's I, fat. <laughs> oh, man, this is tough. And this may be our bias coming out here, potentially. But to me, Harlem Heat is one of the, the teams of my childhood. Yeah. And the fabulous I ones. I remember Stanley more than Minute Express. I remember <laughs> Steve Kern as Skinner. Yeah. yeah. But collectively, they're great. But like you said, my childhood, I think of WCW, I, there's a few names Sting, Hogan, MWO, Harlem, Harlem Heat. Like, yeah. It just, it's on the short list for me. Yeah. Pre NWO, like when I wanted to like have my WCW wrestlers <laughs> in my, uh, in my, in my, you know, wrestling promotion that I made with my action figures. It was Sting, it was Flair, and it was the Har- Harlem Heat. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was the, that's what I thought of WCW as. So and Art Anderson. With that, I, I, that's probably unanimous. Harlem Heat. Yeah. Now this is going to be one where we'll see what reputation does, because we've got Pat Patterson and Ray Stevens, Ooh. two people we know a lot about of from Reputation. We have probably, I can speak for myself, and I think you two will agree, have not seen a lot of Pat Patterson Ray Stevens matches. We've heard about them. We've heard about them. I've seen Pat Patterson wrestle. I have seen some Ray Stevens and stuff. And Ray Stevens, holy crap, ahead of his time when it comes to bumping and selling. Yes. Uh, it's not a surprise he's going to be on this list again. Uh, we'll see him again on this list. Versus... Does this say three fourteen matchup? Three fourteen. Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, the addiction, the addiction. SCU, whatever you want to call it. Uh, see, so kind of the epitome of a modern tag team versus kind of the epitome of a nineteen seventies tag team. Which is fun because we're getting these a lot. This yeah. would be a good matchup, though I would and, say, because <clears throat> I love Christopher Daniels and I love Kaz. They're both really good. They're just like really sound wrestlers. Yeah, and they both could still go. And, and Daniels is in his early 50s. Yeah. Uh, so if you, do you want to make the case for the addiction then? Yeah, I mean, they're also another, you know, Ring of Honor and TNA stable, a lo- staple, along with, you know, Machine Guns and all them. You had any combination of, like, any of those TNA tag teams or Ring of Honor tag teams, you're going to have something that's usually pretty special. And they were kind of dick heels, too, in their TNA run with Bobby Roode and everything. I... Just because I haven't seen any really 
Stevens and Patterson. I got to go with Dixon here. Okay, so I'll make the case for Patterson and Stevens. Pat Patterson's arguably the greatest mind in the history of the wrestling business. I Many agree. people would say that. I think we had an episode uh, on him too. The the creator of the Royal Rumble, Ray Stevens, was what Kurt Hennig based his game on. What a Dolph Ziggler, what a Ric Flair based his game on. The the spot we think of as being the Flair spot where he's thrown into the turnbuckle and flips over ass over tea kettle. That's the Stevens bump. That's Ray Stevens bump. Really? That was his first. Ray Stevens, according to Jim Cornette, is the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. And it's saying a lot. And that's That's saying a lot from a manager of a number one seeded tag team in this tournament. Reputation, and and I've seen enough of Patterson. I have not seen a lot. I've seen enough. Maybe you may have seen more of them than Daniels and Kazarian together as a tag team. I've seen more single stuff from those two. Because I don't watch AEW and or or them with different tag yeah. teams. So I gotta go Patterson Stevens, based on their reputation, based on what they accomplished. I love this matchup, and I like how it's era versus era. Um, when I think of Daniels and Kazarian, I think of really good wrestlers. Like, but that's just it. I don't think of crowd pleasers. Um, Great baby face disc, great. I know you say they're dick heels, but that doesn't register for me. I just think they're just creator wrestler. I mean, just look at Daniels. He looks like type one on you know SmackDown, and he's your guy that has to take the fall for me in almost any match because he's too good of a wrestler to do anything else with. But for the reasons you explained for Patterson, I mean, great mind. Stevens has a, a huge history of just being loved by all the guys who emulate him. There we go. Marty Gennetti's about to escape through a window on uh, the television screen here. But for those reasons, I have to go Patterson Stevens. I just... I know the more is SoCal Uncensored, and immediately on AEW television, they're the guys putting people over. Yeah. And that's just where it sits with me. So I have to go the other. Yeah. Patterson Stevens. Now that's a fair argument. All right. And now argument. we got another, I mean, clash of eras. A 6'11 seed that's going to be tough to decide. The New Age Outlaws. Road Dog Jesse James, Badass Billy Gunn, versus arguably the original Vince tag team, Adonis and Murdoch. Oh. So, this is... Two teams that really did kind of epitomize the eras that they were from. Donis and Murdoch were, you know, Northeast. Uh, I mean, not Murdoch, but like Adonis, you know, was kind of like that Northeast uh, New York territory. And Murdoch was like his second. And they kind of had these weird, odd couples vignettes that we watched on Tuesday Night Titans. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you yeah. Know, was he had left the You left. I think we watched. I've watched them watched before. Watched the whole like hour. hour we watched half. so many like weird Tuesday Night yeah. Titans uh, this one night, and it was like in Brooklyn or something yeah, like that. And, and, like <laughs> Murdoch was trying to find Adonis. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was great. I've seen it before. It's and, really good. You know, Murdoch. Speaking of influential. Uh, you know, with the curly shuffle, and you know he did the the stagger fall forward bump. Uh, yeah. Adrian Adonis, I mean, how many you know gold dust uh, yeah. and, and and different gimmicks kind of go back to Adrian Adonis? 
uh, you know, for that the top five bumper, I think too. Yeah. He, he, he's twofold in, in in looks and gimmicks and wrestling ability. Yeah. Name of New Age Outlaws, who are the team of the Attitude Era. Like they, they may not have been the most successful team or they the longest running team, but you think Attitude Era, you think Stone Cold Steve Austin, number one act, The Rock, the number two most popular act. Or three might be New Age Outlaws. Yeah. If you want to, they might be the second biggest tag team draw of all time behind the Royal Warriors. For a period of time in 1998 into 1999, I don't know if there's any team on the planet more over than New Age Outlaws. Oh, you didn't know. Oh. That's still over. Your wife better call somebody. In the whole crowd. Yeah. Every time. Road dog shtick. Just much as I don't like Road Dog now and his <laughs> opinions. Yeah. Can't deny the fact that he can hold the crowd in the palm of his hands. Well what about daddy ass? Yeah. That's now. <laughs> well, it, well you just said Road Dog now. <laughs> but I like him now. Hey, I mean, does it say something that for a short period of time, even in a more modern time, we had Enzo and Cass essentially Rip off the New Age Outlaws entrance, and, and it, it worked just as well. Was, it still yeah. worked. That's something. I don't know. Flip a coin. This. I'll start first. I'll go New Age, based on the fact that I grew up with it. They were over. You think? Just name me. Like I said, give me three acts. Give me one tag team, and the you would say the most overrated time in wrestling, but it, it is. But, but by the most age. popular time in wrestling, yes. perhaps they're on that short list. And yeah. you, as a case of thunder and lightning, you got Billy Gunn, the worker, the guy who looks good, doesn't talk well. But you got the guy who talks well, doesn't work that good, but doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They it took works. two pieces that weren't working as singles, threw them together, and caught fire. That's that's the one thing I'll give Russo was the new edge outlaw. I'm going New Age. That's me. And you know how much I love Adonis and Murdoch because they're old school and they're yep. bumpers and they're workers. But I got to go New Age Outlaws here. Just, they're a draw. I think I have to, too, and this would be like a buzzer beater. Oh, yeah. You know, this is back and forth down to the wire. This is Furman stealing the ball from Virginia yeah. on that stupid-ass pass. I mean, this is it's a good matchup. But we'll, we'll, we'll end this bracket with New Age Outlaws going over. And we are on the last bracket. Uh, this one's going to be interesting, but I'm going to go through it first and see where we go. Number one, Hardy Boys versus number 16, The Bar. Ooh. Number eight, Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens versus Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Oh, boy. There's a matchup. Number four, Terry and... Dory Funk. I was blanking on Dory's name. Terry and Dory <laughs> Funk. Jimmy Jack? Yeah. Versus the Nasties. Number 13 seed Nasty Boys. Number 5, New Day. Number 12, Los Gringos Locos. Oh, boy. Is that Eddie and Art? That's Eddie and Art. Okay. I believe I believe that's Eddie okay. and Art. Okay, double check me on that. But Los I, Gringos Locos. I, I, yeah, think I think that's Eddie. right. Yeah, Eddie and Art. Number 2 seed, Heart Foundation. This is number 15, second time on this list for this guy, Billy and Bart Gunn. 
Number seven seed, the other Briscoes, Jerry and Jack. Number ten, the Shield. Number three seed, maybe number three seed, an interesting number for this team, Rick and Scott Steiner. Versus number 14, the Fantastics. It is uh, Eddie and Art as well. That's going to be an interesting one. Number six, Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen. Oh, God. Versus Beer Money. Oh, got to match that might be. Oh, so that's just a preview of what this oh, this could boy. be. This is a this is a bracket. This right is here. a bracket right here. This this bracket has maybe four or five teams that could be final four teams in any other bracket. This is your Duke, your Kentucky, your North so, Carolina, this your is, Kansas. If, if this is the World Cup, this is the group of death. Right off the bat. Speaking of death, <laughs> number one. Jeff and Matt, the Hardy Boys, versus Cesaro and Sheamus, the Bar. I want to start this off. Okay. Because I'm going to make a case for Fairleigh Dickinson <laughs> to beat Purdue. I'm going to make a case that Cesaro and Sheamus carried a large part of the Raw and SmackDown tag divisions through... A period in which there were a lot of forgettable matches, but every time they showed up, I paid attention. These were matches that were strong, snug, tight matches with two guys who had just kind of fallen into a mid-card hell until they had a seven-match series to put them together. Mick Foley did it. Yeah, and it was... Kind of an organic way to put a team together. And they had matches with the Usos and the New Day and the Revival and tore the house down. And, all, and uh, Harper time. and Rowan. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The Bludgeon Brothers. The Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, they were the... Maybe the best tag team in the world for a while there. I, I would make the case that... Probably, probably not a stretch. They're in the case for it at a very minimum. You know, in 2016, 17, 18. And I love Cesaro. Sheamus really won me over with this gimmick. Because I was not big on Sheamus before this. And this really turned Sheamus into a guy I look forward to talking about. Look forward to watching. Look I still to do wrestling. to this day. Yeah. He's because in of the forties. And I'm going to make a case against the Hardys. In the WWE, they were together three years. In their original run. Every other run they've done since then has been a cheap imitation of that original run. In that original run, they're known for high spots. Jeff Hardy spots. They're not known for great matches. Their great matches are just high spot matches where Edge and Christian and Bubba and Devon do a lot of the real work. I'll let you all go in now. That's my case. I vote the bar. I vote 16, upsets number one. And that's my I think opinion. a lot of people know our feeling about the Hardys, that they might be the most overrated tag team of all time. Maybe they are the Purdue Boilermakers of this gimmick. I don't know. Lita is Matt Painter? <laughs> <laughs> I say yes. The bar moves on. 
Turner, I'm I'm sorry. Okay. I took, sorry I took your thunder. It's okay. But what do you but, want to make a case that we're wrong? I would have gone the Hardys. You made a very strong case. The only thing I would say, and I'll keep this short as we can move on, is what the Hardys meant to the people who watched at the time. The influence they had, not necessarily on the wrestling, but there's that too, because it did change wrestling, despite those three teams changed wrestling in a lot of ways. The Hardys were a part of that. A lot of people would say the Hardys were the the front runners of that because of the looks, because of the music, the way... it's the, the spots. Whole, the whole thing. The, they, in a lot of ways, revolutionized for a couple of years there what it meant to be yeah. tag team. And, and now my argument would be, I agree with all of those things you just said. I think their influence on wrestling was a bad influence. I think the psychology of matches, especially tag team matches, really took a hit because of so many people emulating the Hardy Boys. And one of the things FTR has been so successful at is not is, doing that. Is not doing that. Not emulating that. And I, I so. see that point, and I, I, I agree with you because you, if, if uh, Hardys are patient zero, and you go down the, down the line 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. It is the Young Bucks now. In the Young Bucks and the private parts and the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, Howard Stern's in a tag team. <laughs> Private party. And it's all of these, like, spotty teams. The Lucha, Lucha Bros. Santana Ortiz. Yeah, like, they all kind of get their start here. And I don't like any of those teams. So, And I, 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 I tolerate Matt. I can't stand Jeff. So maybe that's personal bias, too. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But I, mean, I, that's I, okay. think that, I think, honestly, that they're most remembered in wrestling now for Broken, Matt Hardy. Oh, which I hated. Which I hated. So, there's that, too. And maybe, and like I said, I made the case for... What they were then, and I, it, it influenced me too. Yeah, you know they're very, very memorable in that way. But broken Matt comes to mind too, and DUI Jeff comes to mind. Yeah. Too, you know? But I speak on then, not now. Speaking but, of Seamus, DUI, <laughs> DUI too. No, though the he was feuding with uh, Jeff Hardy when they did the DUI. Oh, angle. that's right. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for uh, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> Thunderdome. Smackdown, yeah, that's Thunderdome right. era. So this one's going to be interesting. We've got Nick Bockwinkle, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers of the past that yes. I've seen a, a lot of, and Ray Stevens again, versus two guys I grew up with. I mean, right in my nostalgia era, both as singles and as a tag team, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, the Outsiders. I don't even know where to start with this. I'll say this. I'll start. Yeah. Hall and Nash... Very memorable, very iconic in their in their uh, singles runs. Even when they were to Razor Ramon and Diesel, and even when it came to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. But then when they got together, I mean, they got together first, and then did their singles. You know, it broke off. But the whole thing is it, so much for for all of us as kids when it comes to Diesel Razor and all that. And then the Outsiders. I mean, it just it redefined what it was to be a wrestling fan in 96 it changed the game and then you got Stevens who was in another team yeah. shocker with Nick Bockwinkel I, I, another think, Cor- I think Corny's right with Stevens when he said he's the best <laughs> yeah. the greatest tag team wrestling I mean, we have a hell of an 8-9 people, people that here. I've seen on here twice just off the top of my head so you could correct me if I'm missing any 
Uh, Ray Stevens is on here twice. Billy Gunn is on here twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli is on here twice. Yeah. And is there anybody else on here twice? Am I missing it? Anybody? I don't think I am. I don't think so. So. I mean, if you want to talk about I top mean, tag team guys, oh, those are three three Billy Gunn twice. I had to look. Billy Gunn twice, yep. Uh, <laughs> shockingly, twice. Uh, Shawn Michaels, if you count DX, is twice. Is it four people? So, yeah, I mean... That's Stevens, still... Michaels, Billy, and Claudia. Yeah. And there's actually some surprises that... Didn't Ten, you, you could, if we would have went with the Freebird rule, the Andersons could have said Arn as well. Yeah. Gordy? Well, I'm also kind of shocked. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Bam Bam, yes. Shocked Arn isn't on here twice with his tag team with Bobby Eaton, but that's a whole different story. Uh... If you want to say top five tag team guys of all time, that's a pretty yeah. good list. Um, so do we give Hall and Nash as a tag team credit for all of the innovation of the NWL? I think that's really what's going to decide yeah. this. They, I think if th- you give them the credit for the innovation of the NWL and the way the NWL changed the Monday Night War and uh, the third man, Hogan, uh, Hall and Nash are going to be hard to beat, Period. If you don't count that, they wrestled as a part-time tag team for two years. So that's the the, the flip side to that. Yeah. So it, that really determines on what we consider our criteria of this. Because if you consider the criteria of what the NWO did, because the NWO is arguably the greatest faction of all time. You're arguing what they did against how long they did it for. Well, what they did as a faction versus just... The Outsiders as a tag team. Well, they changed what it meant to be a heel. They made heels cool. With state with Nash and Hall staying relevant, they came out in 96. Do you know what they were doing? Mm-hmm. East Coast, West Coast, Hall's bandana and everything. They were staying relevant in the mainstream with what was mainstream. And if the mainstream was hip-hop, they were staying up with the hip-hop, yeah. which is where they probably got the Wolfpack with Conan and stuff going on down another road. So I... I gotta vote Hall and Nash here. It's tough, and I mean, I have a soft spot for Nick Bockwinkle because mm-hmm. I love AWA. I love a lot of stuff he's done. I think he was light years ahead of his time. Yes, uh, and one of the greatest promos in the history of the business. Hall and Nash are right smack dab in the middle of my childhood. However, when I think of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, I do not think of the Outsiders. I think of two great singles wrestlers that tagged together for a while. With that in mind, I'm going to say Bockwinkle and Stevens, even though I would not have a problem with anybody saying Hall and Nash. Just the way I view it is they're two great singles guys in a tag team. I view them much the way that DX is on this list as a tag team. That's just, you know. Click. No, the yeah. click. Yeah. <laughs> the click. Something there. So, <gasps> I say Bockwinkle and Stevens and Turner. Pressure's on. I'm speechless because this it is so hard. No, there's two good so argu- there's hard. in the first round. Oh, there's two we're, good arguments right we're still there. In the first round, we haven't even. This gotten is down this to is. The- I'm gonna have to drive to Saginaw. This is whole podcast tonight. Hall uh, and Nash. All right, I can't argue with it because I, I love them too. I can't deny the influence for me. So let's do one that may be a little quicker. Uh, Terry and Dory Funk versus. <laughs> 
Sags and knobs. Uh, the nasty boys. The oh. nasty boy. <laughs> as, as Jerry, or as Gorilla no, Monsoon would call it. That's not the nasty boy. That's the uh, nasty boy. Yeah, it's a different nasty yeah. boy. That's Brian Sags. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Funks, I mean, we're much more familiar with Terry because he lasted much longer into our lives. But the Funks, the Briscoes, were the most important people in the 1970s North American wrestling. Yeah. Period. Can't deny that. Period. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially if you don't count WWF. Uh, because WWF obviously had uh, their own thing going on. But if you talk about the territories, the feud was the Funks and the Briscoes. Funks. 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 Okay. Now, number five. This is going to be tough. Because the New Day, Biggie, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, have been a team, a unit, more or less for the last 10, 11 years. When you, me, and Maynard went to Raw. Are we going to Freebird these guys as well? Oh, of course. Because they've always been, a, you know. The Freebird style. Uh, and then Los Gringos Locos, Eddie Guerrero, Art Bar. Mm. We're a team for not that long. No. This, they're much in the Hollywood Blonde zone of yeah. this. And Art Bar passed away far too soon. Much like Brian Pillman. And Eddie Guerrero went on to much bigger and better and greater things later in his career. And also passed away far too soon. And also soon. passed away far too soon. I'll start this one off. And for as much as I will shit on the New Day, I can't deny him here because they've lasted through tough times. Oh, multiple times, times. Yeah. And you're going to talk about the Raw we were at in 14 when they basically just got started. They were doing that choir thing. Yeah. Yep. And it was crickets, man. It was – I couldn't go pee fast enough. I no, was – Yeah. They were booked to be in the death zone. Yeah. Oh, and they were. Oh, yeah. But they overcame. And that, as a group, will be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt. I mean, who else has a cereal that you can buy at FYE for $12 a box? Yeah. In wrestling. I got 10 of them at home. (laughs) But it's got to be New Day. As much as it kind of pains me, I can't deny their, their longevity and their influence as well. I mean, realistically... I only really remember the one crossover WCW match for Los Gringos Locos. When's Worlds Collide? Yep. Yeah, that's the only one I've ever seen. So I gotta go New Day. I gotta go New Day. Yeah. Alright, now... I think that's a case of what could have been. Yeah. So now, the Hart Foundation, Brett and Anvil, versus the best tag team of 1996 WWF, the Smoke. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's not Owen and Davey! <laughs> what the Where's Owen and Davey? This must be Red Ropes. To be fair, I actually probably would have Owen and Davey in over the Smoking Guns. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But. If you want to talk a new generation WWF tag team, it's Smoking Guns, I think. Yeah. Or the Godwins. This may be Dax's nostalgia kicking in. Yeah. It's Heart Foundation, right? Oh, all day. Yeah. We got to do a couple of these pretty quickly. That's a blowout. It's Heart Foundation. Now, we have Jerry and Jack Briscoe. Versus what I don't even consider to be a tag team, The Shield. Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and... Briscoes. J- John Moxley. Dean John Bladejob. John Bladejob. Uh, Briscoes. Briscoes. Okay, let's go Jerry and Jack. Put them on in. Briscoes Repair Shop. Maybe they can fix up uh, Moxley's <laughs> forehead. <laughs> no, it's beyond repair. And Self-guard. now, maybe the highest rated number three seed, in my opinion... Putting him at a three seat is tough. Rick and Scott Steiner versus 
Maynard's favorite, the Fantastics. <laughs> He's a big Bobby Fulton fan. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fantastics were really good team. That's another one in the... Uh, yeah, why are they 14 seed? That's another one in the Kern and Lane mold. Yeah. yeah. As well, but Steiner's all day. I, I think they'd be eating a lot of suplexes in this match. Yeah. I'd be bumping. They they, they, they'd be bumping like bosses. Yeah. I think it'd be a really good match. Too. I think Steiners go over. I do too. And now this one we might spend some time on. Bruiser Brody, Stan Hansen versus Bobby Roode. And why am I blanking out James on Storm. James Storm's name? Thank you. <laughs> uh, beer money. These 710, 611s are Rough. crazy. Rough. Is Bruiser Brody and Stan Hansen just a Japan team, or do they do any AWA? I think they're just Japan. That's a good question that I will look up as you keep talking. Because I'm going to make a case for beer money, because this is another Lusso thing. There were just two guys just floundering around because AMW was done, and Team Canada was done. They put them together with Miss Jackie, underrated as fuck, by the way, and then just somehow... It just kind of... That Jackie Gata? No, Jacqueline. Oh, okay. Then somehow it just kind of clicked. James Storm kind of being a a goofy heel. James Storm liked drinking a lot of beer. And then Bobby Roode was being a Wall Street character, even though he's from Canada. (laughs) They gave their own version of Wall Street. Yeah. Eh? (laughs) Maple Leaf Lane. So looking it up, uh, they did territory uh, in all Japan and Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, forebodingly for Bruiser Brody, uh, and also did wrestle some sh- some one-off shots in other places. But as far as like long runs, those are the only two. However, interestingly enough, did have a five-star rated match against another team in this bracket. In this in this tag bracket? bracket, yeah. Oh boy, who would it be? That do you want me to give it away? I mean, there's only a handful of teams from is their it, era. Is it Stevens and Bachwinkle? It's not. Oh. Briscoes? It is Terry and Dory. The Funks. Ooh, All Japan 1984. Man, that... Oh, so, does that... There's that. <laughs> uh, I gotta go with Brody and Hanson because of, like, the mythology. Uh, the tough guy. Like, the, the, you know, the gaijin who went over to Japan and, like, earned the respect of the Japanese. Yeah. Uh, and, by the way, they wrestled together... Uh, on and off for 10 years. Oh. They just keep on finding each other. From 75 to 85. Wow. So they had a long so run. I think Turner's got the tiebreaker here because I got yeah. I, I got to go beer money. Because I'm not. I would love to vote for them, but I'm just not familiar with how yeah. they tag together. Again, so hard. Yeah. Either but or. I will go beer money. Ooh, we All got right. an upset. A, oh. I don't know if that's an upset, though. Well, let's let's see how the Steiners like him in the next round. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh. either. Ooh, all right, so let's go over to all four of these brackets. What do we got? Well, yeah, I will review. Since I forgot what we had twenty minutes ago, well, longer than twenty minutes ago. This is gonna be the longest podcast we've had by quite some margin. And we had a two-hour one, didn't we? I think it already is. Oh my! We'll see. Oh, yeah, uh, time like check here. 11 at the Rumble in this one. We're at 140 right now. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. All right, there. in the team bracket, Rock and Roll Express up against the Wild Samoans. Ooh. The Andersons against Soul Patrol. British Bulldogs versus the Rockers. Oh. And the Assassins versus 
uh, MVC. I just in uh, Gordy and uh, Doctor Death. Okay. Yeah, Gordy, Doctor Death. Okay. In the March bracket, Legion of Doom against DX. We have Demolition facing off against the Blackjacks. Whew. Ooh. The brain. I, I I just put Brain Busters. That's fine. Against the Freebirds. Ooh, Ooh wow. that one's gonna be a debate. And those kangaroos against those Briscoes with the yep. E. Briscoes okay. with an E. J and Mark. J and Mark. That's the March bracket. In the Madness bracket, we have Midnight Express against the Eliminators. FTR facing up against Edge and Christian. Oof. Dudleys and Harlem Heat. Oof. This is a this is a actually this is a bracket of death too. Yeah. The last two brackets I think are, yeah. are maybe stronger than the earlier brackets. Last one in the Madness bracket, we have Patterson and Stevens against New Age Outlaws. Ooh, boy. And then in the last bracket here, the tag bracket, we have upsets, but probably deservedly so. <laughs> the Bar, a 16 spot here, against Hall and Nash, a 9 upset. Uh, Funks against New Day. Ooh. Heart Foundation against Briscoes. No E. No yeah. E in the Briscoes. Ooh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Jack. Jack. And then... To round it out here, we have the Steiners against Beer Money. That's Mr. Mac-Man. Mr. Mac-Man. So, <laughs> oh, boy. literally every single match here is could go either way, really. Yeah, those last every team having are tough. Good. So, let's let's get back to maybe the easier side of the tournament here. Uh, Going back to team 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 bracket, uh, Rock and Rolls versus Afonsica. By the way. Talk about a match in 1984 that would have oh, been God. a high-profile match anywhere in the country. Yeah, that's a main event anywhere in the country. But is is this one's a given too, right? I I think we have to acknowledge uh, the the fact. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for it. The bloodline uh, comes from. I mean, with no Hafenzika, there's no Roman Reigns. And R and R of the Rock and Roll Express is Roman uh, Reigns. It's Roman Reigns. Yes, uh, well, Roman and, and, and Reigns and, Express. And, 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 and notwithstanding, uh, I believe what been over? the fusion between sports and entertainment means that we, we Rock and Roll Express they are great professional wrestlers, but they're not sports entertainment. I'm gonna go with Rock and Roll Express. Bitch, get out creative. I acknowledge the Wild Samoans. But I also acknowledge Robert and Ricky to go over. Yeah. Rock, well, obviously, rock and roll. Yeah. It's not called the Alpha Spot. Hey, shut up, Nate. Yeah. Dick. It's the Sika Spot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to Andersons versus uh, Rocky Johnson, Tony Atlas. Another match in 19... This is like the 1984 bracket. <laughs> that never <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> I mean, realistically, you've got... Two teams that were you know tearing up the independents, the territories, and then two teams that were main eventing in New York. Uh, but the Andersons are Gene and Ole, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they'd have been in like Georgia, you know, eighty four. Well, Soul Patrol is in New York. Soul Patrol is yeah. in New York. Woo! Now this is the tough part. Do we get biased by the fact that we have more access to? Early '80s New York than we do early '80s Georgia. That's tough. That is tough. This is a very tough one. This is one that I well, think I will defer to Nate. Yeah, I will defer to Nate. I I, Nate Nate's gonna have to make this decision. The, all the pressures on Nate. Yeah. 
And no matter what choice he makes, it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. It's going to be wrong. Cool. So whatever he does, we'll just let him pick, and then we'll just pick the opposite. Yeah. We'll know we're right. You're supposed to whisper that. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, hey, Nate. <laughs> Bruce, bat! <laughs> damn it. You're Bruce. Bruce. You're listening. I, I think just because they were so influential, well, they were the first Soul Patrol. First African American tag champions. Hard to think that was only forty years ago. That ew, boy. But yeah, Rocky Johnson, Tony Ellis. I have to say the Andersons. I think that's completely totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, here's here's the thing. I'm There's thinking, no wrong answer except for mine. except for names. well, <laughs> Gene and Oli are what leads into the birth of Arn Anderson. Yeah. Not the genetics. That's Which part of that, that's the Lundies. <laughs> but, like, Arn got plugged into that spot that Gene vacated. And yep. that helped birth, arguably, the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. And they were a main event draw in Georgia and North Carolina and, you know, all over the place. They led into the creation of the Four Horsemen. I, I go to the Andersons. I mean, Soul Patrol had a very hot, quick, fast run, and then fizzled out. I gotta go Anderson's as well. Yep, because the answer's wrong. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Simple enough. <laughs> Alright, that gets us to uh, Bulldogs and Rockers, if yep. I remember correctly. Oh, British Bulldogs this, and Rockers. This is a match I would pay to see. Uh, this is a match that never ended up happening because they were both baby faces yes. during their runs in the Fed, right? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. we got six teams in the 80s that never face each other. <laughs> Yeah, because Bulldogs were on their way out when the Rockers came in. Yes, and even then, when they were together at they're the same both time, faces, they're yes. both babies. So, but I would pay to watch this match. Oh my! Wow! Just like have it be babyface versus babyface. Yeah, you know, yeah. and just tear it down. Yeah, and I think Bulldogs would work heel because you got British Bulldog. Well, Bulldogs would take control of the match. Yeah, yes. They work heel quote yes. unquote. And so like the the Rockers would sell and bump and have the comeback. Yes. I still think, I mean, the Bulldogs were one of the biggest acts in the WWF. They were not at the Hogan level, but they were at a Threshold just below the Hogan level, where like, and you couldn't a, reach Hogan level. No, no, where like a Jake Roberts was. They were like in that role, but as a tag team. The Rockers were a mid card team. They never won the titles officially. They never were like pushed heavily and merchandised like the Bulldogs were. I think it's the Bulldogs. That's just my opinion. There's a place in history for the Rockers. But it's not them beating the Bulldogs. I, I gotta agree. Yeah. And Marty's just trying to escape out the window. So, you yeah. know, that's his fault. But since I agreed, that means the Rockers move on, right? Because I'm wrong. Shut up. Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try that on us. <laughs> All right. So now we got the Assassins. Jody Hamilton and the Russian versus Dr. Death, Terry Gordy. For me, it's Dr. Death, Terry Gordy. It just it means a lot. To have those two move forward. I know more about Dr. Death. Yeah, they're me. the badass Japanese team. They're in. They, they, they move Earth. Them and the Steiners, man. Yeah. Oh. That happens to be. All right. <laughs> so this brings us to the March division. Uh, setting up some sweet 16s here. We are. So we R- have. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. 
Go ahead, Nate. We just recapped, so I was just going to just get into it. L-O-D, D-X. Five letters. Rush. A-Rush. 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 <laughs> How do you spell that? <laughs> well. well Talabak. Yeah, well with a, an exclamation point. Well. I'm going to go L-O-D because uh, L-O-D beats any version of D-X as a tag, including 2009. Yeah. Agree. Uh, Road Warriors are a tag team. D-X is a stable. They're the greatest stable. They're a faction. This is yeah. It's greatest factions. Then maybe the DX is in the mix. Yeah. Uh, this brings us to. I should keep moving along here. Uh, Demolition and Blackjacks. Demolition and Blackjacks. Well, wow. for me, Demolition falls firmly into the nostalgia zone. The Blackjacks fall just prior to my nostalgia zone. I'll go then have you decide. I, I lean blackjacks, and I don't have any good reason to, but it, <laughs> I, I, I don't, but it. He likes I lean big bushy way. beards. I can't get mustaches. past Demolition's garb. Fuck that. I'm kidding. No, I like Demolition. But blackjacks. He just wanted to be right, because I agree with Mike. I want you, I want to put you in the hot seat. I'm going blackjacks. I'm, I got to go with Demolition. I, it's, it's the same thing as Mike, just So because. it's the blackjacks, then? Here's the thing. Would it be a real bracket if we didn't have Demolition versus Road Warriors? It really wouldn't. So, there we go. Well, this next this next one will be uh, busting some brains, some freeing some birds. <laughs> Fabulous. F- fabulously. <laughs> Free birds and brain busters, folks. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Should I just move on to the next one? I Can't don't. <laughs> I don't want to eliminate. Neither one of these should be eliminated right now. I don't want to eliminate the Fabulous Freebirds before the Sweet 16, but I feel like we have to eliminate the Fabulous <laughs> Freebirds before the Sweet 16. I guess Sometimes you just draw a bad matchup. Yeah. And Arn and is going to be a tough matchup for anybody to overcome. Especially for us. Especially yeah. for us. This is no Owen David offset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just red ropes. <sighs> Arn Anderson. Spinebusters, Michael Hayes, one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Both both teams have the promos. Arnotelli have the work. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that's the thing is the Freebirds do have it spread throughout their three guys. Arnotelli have it both in both guys. They can both talk and work and have the look and all of the intangibles all on one team. Whereas the Freebirds, they have Hayes to talk. They have Roberts to work. They have Gordy for the intimidating look. Still, like the whole package comes together, but aren't totally have it in one person, twice. Nah. So that brings us to but that was your fair. Oh. The, the Kangaroos versus the Briscoes. Yes, I think we've established Mark we don't and know Jay. much about. Yes, this is the Mark and Jay version. Mark and Jay version. Yeah, reach for the sky version. Reach, reach uh, for the sky. Briscoes, man. Yeah, we don't know enough about the Kangaroos, and I know they're unfair. But we do know a lot about the Briscoes, yeah. right? I know the Kangaroos are a very influential team. Yeah. Just I don't know. It's Ray Heffron and somebody else, I think. I think it's Briscoe's time. All right. That's my Moving boy on to the madness side of the bracket. Now, this is where we're going to start getting some fights going here, yeah. I think. But Woo! What are we starting with? Midnight Express and Eliminated. Maybe not a fight about that, about that one. That might be the only easy one of the next seven matchups you're going to read off. <laughs> Midnight's Eliminators. 
Uh, I mean, Eliminators eliminated. My love for Perry Saturn ends here. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think they're just gonna have to uh, take the rocket launcher in the middle of the ring, and maybe, maybe, maybe we'll give them the benefit of like Cornette will come in and you know hit a, hit a rocket shot on Saturn we'll or something. Spice it up a little bit, but break up total elimination. Yeah, I think I think yeah they go for the total elimination and like. You know, Corny gets up there, and their guy's able to get out of the way. Bobby, you know, dives out of the way. Something. But Midnight's go over. Yeah, midnight's midnight's are going to be... Tough to beat. They're going to be tough to beat. They're they're the, you know, odds-on favorite. What's going to be tough to beat, I think, is this next matchup. FTR and Edging Christian, man. Man. Woo! Doesn't get any easier. No, it doesn't. Here on, this on. might be the easiest one. Is this going to be the easiest one? Uh, maybe. And this is tough. Cause You're going to hear a lot of oohs and ahs and, I, and silence because we're thinking so hard. I have a preference here. And my preference is FTR. Because FTR has so many great matches. They have gotten great matches out of damn near everybody they wrestled. Gargano and Ciampa. Yeah. Out of American Alpha. Out of the Usos. Out of the New Day. Out of the Bar. The yeah. I was thinking more another team that we've talked just recently talked about the Briscoes. Yes. I Possibly mean, match of the year. They have match of the year candidates in Every multiple year. years. In multiple companies. In multiple companies. You know, I, I lean the same way you do, because where I I go with Edge and Christian, and I go, wow, that's a great tag team, but I think of Edge more as a singles guy and later Christian, on down the road. And Christian and more Christian. as a singles guy. While they were great in their time, and they'll never be forgotten, you can't say that FTR didn't have many great matches Every year for the last eight years. Yeah. Edge and Christian's never done that. Yeah, Edge and Christian had They weren't even years team for eight years. Where they were great. And a lot of that was their character work. Their character work out outpaces FTR, period. But but the, in that the ring work of FTR and the longevity of FTR. Christian would I think Christian would be able to hang with them though. Yeah, no, and as individuals, Edge and Christian could hang with them. I'm just saying, when you had them together as a tag team in 1998, 99, 2000, their ring work was not on the level that FTRs is. Had they continued together for their entire rest of their careers, they might be the number one team ever. However, they did break up, and it made great sense, and they both went on to bigger and better things. Well, that's just saying. It was, it was, a, it was good for what it was. It only needed to be three years yeah. looking back. They were the Rockers, but both guys were Sean. Yeah. That's Edge yeah. and Christian. There is no yeah. Marty Jannetty in that breakup. You can say Edge had more success, but they were both world champions yeah. multiple times in different companies. So I go FDR. Edge and Christian, amazing. Deserved Hall of Famers. First ballot Hall of Famers. Not taking anything yeah. away from them. And we, yeah. and, but this we, is tag team wrestling. Yes. And I, who is modern tag team wrestling? FTR. FTR. And this is coming from guys that think Edge is overrated, and we're putting Edge on a pedestal. Yeah. Because I love Edge, but he is mm-hmm. overrated a little bit. Yeah. And I love Edge. You love Edging? I love Christianing. <laughs> now, this one is... 
gonna cause some problems. Maybe I don't know. Maybe internally with yourself because this is hard as fuck. Dudley's Harlem Heat. Oh. This has never happened either, right? No, no, no. 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 Booker has wrestled the Dudleys. Stevie but never Stevie came never over. Did. Stevie was done by. Yeah, then. Stevie was done by two thousand. Yeah, you can a, you he, can almost match legacy for legacy. You almost Dudleys have a uh, the most decorated ECW tag team, the most decorated WCW tag team. Yeah, and that's a fact. And then, and sometimes in how we talk about these teams, sometimes we talk about their singles run and what that how that matters. These guys, specifically Bubba and Booker, have stellar singles runs too. So yes. that kind of cancels out that part of it. And then Devon, Stevie, had, you know, whatever. And less remarkable singles run. But still but, there. Yep. Longevity-wise, it's got to be the Dudleys. The Dudleys were together from 97 through most... They're not really together anymore, are they? No, but the, until, like, 2010 when uh, Machine Guns beat them at the end of 2010 yeah. to start Bully Ray. So, so thir- 13 years. 13 years, and then they had some on-and-off reunions after that. Harlem Heat... What, 91 in Houston, 92 in Houston, through 98? Yeah, when Stevie went What NWO. broke them up? Stevie oh, went, went, went NWO. Okay. And then Booker went away into the, the TV title scene. Yeah, the best of seven with and uh, Honestly, again, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. Booker needed that. Yeah, I mean, it was he Booker right was now. the star yeah. to come out of yeah. WCW. It was the right choice. And, man, this is tough. There's no wrong answer. Again, Except for I mine. love Harlem Heat. I do too. I, I have a hard time next round. And if you're telling me, I'm gonna put on five Harlem Heat matches. I'm gonna put on five Dudley matches. I think I choose Harlem Heat. That's just my opinion, though. And how much stock do you put into? Tables and gimmicks and this because there was no the gimmick promos. matches with Harlem Heat. Yeah, they just tag team wrestled, right? I and mean, there's like, only yeah. one I can think of that was uncensored '95, and that was ass. Well, and uncensored was supposed to be a gimmick match for everybody. Yeah. So take that the grain of salt. Turn it on you, and I, I think I'm I gonna go lock Harlem it Heat. I think I go Harlem Heat, and I'm not sure. God, because the thing or. is with the Dudleys is fucking Bubba's promos. Oh. Especially ECW, once they let him off the hook of just savaging people. Yeah. But, like I said, if you were to say, I want to, to put together a top five greatest Dudleys matches, top five greatest Harlem Heat matches, I think Harlem Heat's matches are slightly better. Go so I go Harlem Heat. I, I voted Dudleys already. Oh, I did? Okay. I got to go Harlem Heat. I Woo! just I can't. Nate's wrong. That, that that's so hard. And that's tough because the Dudleys don't make it to the Sweet Sixteen in the tag tournament only because they had to run into fucking Harlem Heat yeah. as a seven seed who should have been a four seed yeah. or that's, a three seed. That's an WCW needed a Harlem Heat when they had them. Then yeah. any other company needed Dudleys. I think. Yeah. When they if, had if them. you put Harlem Heat in the Fabulous Kangaroo spot. Then we yeah. have a, you know we have a whole different conversation. Yeah. Dudley's would be in the Sweet yeah. Sixteen. They just easily. they drew a butt. They drew a butt. This is Dax's definitive bracket. Yeah, it's the only bracket. It's the only bracket that matters. So, 
Except for, except for when we finish yeah. it. So now That's we right. have Patterson Steven versus New Age Outlaws? Yes. Oh, fuck. Whew. How about a, I mean, AJ would love this match because it's a style slash. Hey! <laughs> you know, if Nate said that, it'd be so dumb. It would be so, so dumb stupid. if Nate said that. But that was so <laughs> funny when you said it. Yeah. Nate said that, we'd be like, shut up, Nate. i am be laughing for yeah. so long now. I'm going to talk about this all day. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, oh man. Uh, you have the definitive team of the 1970s versus the definitive team of the Attitude Era. <sighs> I mean, without even talking, you want to just lock in an answer and just go... Boom, boom, boom. I mean, yeah, I, I mean... Turn go first. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Patterson-Stevens. Patterson-Stevens. I, I raised... The, he get, Nate can attest, I rose three fingers yeah. in my head yeah. in yep. the air before you answered. And... But I say Patterson-Stevens, so... Was, <laughs> name a classic match. For New Age? The most memorable match I have of New Age Outlaws was not a great match. Memorable was the dumpster match. I was just thinking at that. At Rumble 98. No, with... No, dumpster... No, Mania. Was it Mania 98? Okay. Yeah. Mania 98. The dumpster match. Yeah, Mania. With uh, Cactus and Charlie? Yeah. Oh, you're right, because in the Royal Rumble... Both that was L O D. That was L O D. L O D. well, and because... It was a tag team. Uh, Foley, Rumble, Foley and... Funk were both in the Rumble. So, yeah. It's your favorite Rumble. How did you forget that? No, 92 is my favorite Rumble. Uh, okay. So that brings us to the last bracket. Okay. The bar. A 16. Farley Dickinson here. The bar against Outsiders. Hall and Nash. And, Mike, does does it count so much for you now that from what all you said about the bar to go over the Hardys, does it mean as much now against Hall and Nash? I'd say the same, and once again, do you count everything the NWO did in favor of Hall and Nash? If you do, Hall and Nash goes on. I lean that way a lot. So then Hall and Nash goes on. I lean Hall and Nash. There we go. Do you lean that way? I I think we can do it. I, I like I think Hall and Nash have a much bigger impact on the business than the Hardys do. So the bar has better matches, Hall and Nash has a bigger impact. Hall and Ash it is. All right. The Funks against the New Day. Oh, oh. boy. I... I gotta go Terry and Dory. I have to as well. I'll give you my explanation then, because I was going to go New Day, because I know Terry and Dory more as yeah. NWA world champions rather sure. than a tag team. I know New Day as the tag team, as the modern-day Freebirds. But eh. I'm wrong. I'm sorry, that's, I took that for that's it. But, well, you can start game. the next one. And how about you give us who he thinks would say the Funks, the Funks' big opponents. Yeah. The Briscoes without the E. Jack and Jerry. Against yep. Heart Foundation. Give us why and, and give us an answer. I know, well, I know Jack and Jerry more as singles in the tags. So I got to go Heart Foundation just because of their tag team run. The only stuff we've really seen of Jack and Jerry is at the literally end of their run when they came in the Fed is what I know them as. They came in for like a cup of coffee for like four months to feud with Adrian Murdoch. They were gone. They were in by what would have been SummerSlam. They were out by Mania One. So, and Jack, they're both. I love your would have been SummerSlam. Yeah, would have yeah, been. Summer. August, August, 84 SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, August September. Yeah, yeah I got yeah. you. 
But Heart Foundation, they just that's just an iconic. That put Brett into the stratosphere. I gotta go Heart Foundation here for tag team eyes. If it was singles, yeah. it'd be Jack Briscoe all day. And I mean, much like some of the other tag teams we talked about, the Bulldogs did the same way. They had that kind of iconic pairing of like the worker and the strongman that today is still like a big trend in tag team wrestling. It's a heart foundation. Heart foundation. This is the last the Sweet last. 16 spot. Steiners versus the Beer Monies. Mm. I'd love, I think it'd be I'd, fun I'd, match. I'd love this match. I think this match fun. would be amazing. They would suplex them so much, and then they would take it and stand up and go chest to chest. Like, give me more. Um, stay for this one. Steiners, I think, go over. I want to see them suplex the shit out of Bobby Roode, who's going to bump like crazy for it. And Steiner, if we could get the Steiners tag team from, like, 93 with, like, TNA 2007 Scott Steiner promos. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Talking about a whole next, next level. Yeah. I you Steiner. almost went Steiner promo right there. Yeah. <laughs> He's fat! <laughs> Maynard! Steiners, right? Yeah. Steiners. I'd love that match, though. So our Sweet 16 is set right oh, here. Oh, boy. So our Sweet 16 teams are Turner, Rock and Roll Express versus the Andersons. And that's Gene and Ole. The British Bulldogs against Terry Gordy and Dr. Death. Yep. Ooh. Legion of Doom. Facing off against Demolition. That should be a fun one. Oh, boy. The Briscoes, Mark and Jay versus the Brain Busters. Arn and Tolly. We have the Midnight Express in any variation here yep. against FTR, their heroes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. We have Harlem Heat against Patterson's and Patterson's. Patterson and Stevens. Pats Patterson. <laughs> That's how he would have said it. <laughs> Stevens. Pats Patterson. They went banana. <laughs> yes. We have Hall and Nash against the Funks, and that's not flashy. Yep. And we have the, the Steiners. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Steiners against the Heart Foundation. The fuck up when Billy Mays is talking. <laughs> and uh, that's wow. one hell of a sweet 16. Wow. Wow. I tell wow. you that. Anybody that goes home at this point, no disrespect. Like, it just gets, it, it's whittling down. Yeah, it's just to the point where. You know, are you elite? <laughs> the young bucks. No, aren't. they're not here. <laughs> the young bucks aren't. Kenny Omega's not. That's for sure. All right, so let's oh, boy. start it off back let's... in the the old team bracket, right? Is that the first one I believe? It is the team bracket. The team mm-hmm. bracket. Uh, we're gonna try and see who we can get into the elite eight here. Do so. I know we've been doing this is like we keep going from each bracket. Do yeah. we want to settle a bracket? So like. We're doing both matchups, then Elite Eight, and final send somebody to the Final Four right now. Go Final Four straight through. You want, and then stop at the Final Four and then reevaluate. Yes, and then reevaluate the Final Four. Sure. So just like, yeah. we'll just play each one out in its own little bracket, get yep. to the Final Four, and yep. then bam. Cool. I'm in. I'm good with that. So Great. Rock and Roll Express against the Andersons. One four matchup? Yeah. Four. Um, this is a match that probably happened. I don't know. Gene, it might have been a little late for Gene. I know the Oli Arn yeah. face rock and roll. 
That was a cage match, I believe. So, well, I'm sure they faced many many cage matches at uh, the Omni. I think this is where the Andersons might run into the trouble of us not being able to see most of their matches. Yeah, where we've seen a lot of rock and roll. I struggle with Gene here. Yeah, yeah. This is where Gene stops for me. Um, Robert and Ricky. Would you had, like Oli? I would like Oli. Yeah, I, well, Oli says fuck you. <laughs> he says, fuck everybody that's ever been in yeah. the goddamn wrestling. It's the drizzling shits. They're drizzling shits. This bracket's the drizzling I, shits. I'm trying to give you a Minnesota accent. I'm getting a little more Canada than <laughs> Minnesota. You went but, to Fargo, eh? <laughs> yeah, went a little way up. Medicine there. hat. Uh, I think like I'm going to start talking about Owen. <laughs> and Brett. And yeah. Um, Team not on the list. This is where. What what'd you said? What did you say? What did you what say? You say? <laughs> what did you English? Uh, I think this is like you said. Yeah. Even Oli. I mean, we've seen a lot less of Oli than we have Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the Oli stuff we've seen is because of Arn. Well, him being the voice <laughs> yeah. of, of, of Shockmaster, the, of the Shockmaster, <laughs> yeah. and the Black Scorpion. You know, instead. <laughs> I'm the man. You say you're the man who rules the world. You want a piece of me, huh? <laughs> uh, R&R Express, boys. I agree. <sighs> I think rock and roll is rocking and rolling on into the Elite Eight. Can't deny the rock and roll express. Brings us to the British Our first Bulldogs. first seat out. Yeah. Yeah. All four uh, made it. Yeah. So Bulldogs versus Gordy. And Dr. Death. Woo! I keep wooing, but... Was this a match that happened in Japan at some point? Because I know they both would have been in um, Japan. Uh, I think this is after uh, Dynamite had his back injury. He was getting on the outs. That was in 85, right? Well, I know 89 hmm. into 90, the Bulldogs did work some all-Japan shots. I just didn't Yeah, know I think they, they were face. feuding at that. Oh, that might have been Stampede they were feuding. Okay. What do you think, Nate? I mean... Can you make a case for Death and Gordy to I think, move on? Or? I just think because the Bulldogs are more known in North America. More known. More known. Well, Stan, I was going with the Stampede accent there. <laughs> yeah. They're more known. known. <laughs> John Nord? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Berserkers are going to come in. They were more berserk in North America. <laughs> I got to go Bulldogs here. Just because of the North American... They know we know Gordy and Doctor Death individually, maybe in North America, but not as much as a tag team. They had a that sh- really short run yeah. with uh, Bill Watts as a Booker. Two WCW. This would be a fun match, though, wouldn't it? This would be a uh, this would be a oh, hard hitting match. Oh, Dynamite would be getting tossed around. But he would also he would he would do some crazy top rope stuff. Yeah. And, oh man. Uh, with Death and Gordy, they weren't known to be like sticklers on on not doing the job, right? I mean, oh, Doctor yeah. Death did not do jobs. Yeah, but he was he would tell you, right? He, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here's, I mean, you want to turn into shoot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're doing that, yeah. I mean, Bart Gunn could handle him in a shoot, but <laughs> yeah. um, so I Dr. say that because hey, Doctor Death, I think you're doing the job here. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Gordy would be doing Gordy the job. Gordy would do the job. Gordy never had a problem. By count out. Yeah. I think Death would walk out. <laughs> Death loses or... by count out. I, I, I think the Bulldogs go over. Uh, they're just a bigger name in Europe and the States and Canada. Obviously, they, if this is a Japan, a Japan list, 
uh, you know, obviously, Gordy and uh, Dr. Death would go over. But, unfortunately, we haven't watched a lot of Japan. Brings us... Oh, no, then we're going to resolve that bracket, aren't we? Oh, yeah, let's Ooh. let's face them off. One bracket versus two. roll versus Bulldogs. One versus two here. One versus two. two. This didn't quite go chalk, but for those two it did. Wow. Oh, boy. I mean... Tale of two cities here. Or, uh, two companies. very different worlds. I mean, you've got the Southern tag team, Southern American wrestling versus a more European Canadian style. I'm. Uh, I want to make a case for the team that I will lean towards, and then okay. I'll see what you two think. Rock and Roll Express was huge in establishing. Uh, tag team wrestling in Dallas to an extent, to Mid-South to an extent, to Mid-Atlantic. They even went on and were a main event team for Smoky Mountain for a little bit. I mean, they kind of did a lot for 10 years. They had a main event type of run. And then they've hit the nostalgia circuit and are still doing all right. They're not what they were in 1986. However, they've done some stuff that 60-year-old men should not be doing in a wrestling room. And doing it well. And you did not have people with a picture of the Rock and Roll Express on their TV stand next to Jesus and Ronald Reagan in the 80s like you did Rock and Roll Express. I mean, Rock and Roll Express, I mean, these... People in the South, they were they like were God. They were like another family member. Yeah, they were a big deal, and that's, that's why I got to go rock and roll. And, and that's no disrespect to the, the Bulldogs. They made a hell of a run, top eight. I watched Nick Aldis wrestle Ricky Morton in NWA in a in a main event in the Power in what 2020, 2021, yeah. something like that. And it gave me goosebumps. Yes, it was a singles match for Ricky, but in this instance, that doesn't matter. It's it's fucking Ricky Morton, man. Like he's the man, and he's still doing it. And it, it, it's I stopped. Literally, I, I'd watch it, but I would maybe be on my phone, you know. Or it's still a good show, but they announced like that match, and then I literally like I shut down and I was focused, and that means a lot. In 2020, 2021, for a guy who was a tag in the 80s, and I don't say that disparagingly, but it—he's the man. Yeah, you know, he's the hot tag guy, and he established and and solidified tag team wrestling in the 80s and in the 90s too. I mean, yeah, the influence is unreal. Would uh, would Bulldog or Dynamite be able to get into a feud with Flair like Ricky yeah. did? I don't think so. I gotta go rock and roll. Yeah. So our first team in the final four, Rock and Roll Express, number one seed. Uh, I mean, is this the number one overall seed? They were the number one overall seed according to Dax. So and that's definitive. That's definitive. This is our we'll Can- if, this is our Kansas. We'll see if it holds up once they hit some other top teams. But for now, this is not get any easier. They rank supreme in the team division now. In the March division, we have the Road Warriors. Versus the New York Road Warriors. <laughs> I love Demolition. I have a ton of nostalgia for Demolition. 
1989 WWF is my nostalgia year. No, Road Warriors aren't in that year. Yeah. Demolition is. With that being said, the Road Warriors are a far more long-lasting and impacting tag team and over-tag team Demolition is. LOD goes on. In my opinion. LOD, they were on a previous top five of our, what, top five draws of who you would like to see? I was on my top five. Demolition wasn't. LOD was. You hear that, just the guitar chord, and oh, what a rush. The crowd's just like, hello. And they even we- had Iron Man. Yeah. Yes. And that was associated so Iron much with Man. Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. You just knew somebody was just going to get steamlined, and you... They're the most over tag team of all time. And I They're think, the biggest draw tag team of all time. I think Demolition would tell you that too. Yeah. And the closest Demolition ever got would be when Cruster Khrushchev put over Road Warriors <laughs> in Crockett. Uh, yeah. By the way, my top five favorite draws was Darren. <laughs> I do remember that. Oh, oh Lord. Because yeah. I, I draw. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I draw. Draws. You don't get your draws. That's, we're going to break your fucking neck if you try to draw us in my company. Uh, hey, D-Lo. Who put DX out of this bracket? Uh, we got a problem. Uh, all right. We're moving on to... Continuing in the March bracket. Brain Busters, comprised of Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, wow. against Reach for the Sky... Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe. Jeez. What the... F- That's not even fair. That is not fair. It's not fair to Flair. <laughs> yes. It's, it's not. Will you stop? <laughs> Man, I... This is... The Arn and Tully from 1986 through 1989 arguably the greatest tag team on the planet four years in a row. Yeah. It lasted four years. But what, what an impact. Though. What an impact. Yes. The Briscoes lasted 20. 19, 20 years. And However, we're... However, never made it to a top promotion. So you look at a team that main evented in the two biggest promotions in the history of wrestling versus a team that never made it to a top tier promotion, but wrestled for a much longer time together, and never, Holy shit. never, and correct me if I'm wrong, never really broke up. I mean, they had a, that match against each other a couple years ago, but then they, right after the match, they hugged it out. So I'm not saying that they were. It was feuded. brothers fighting. Yeah. yeah. Had they ever broken up for an extended amount of time over those 19, 20 years? I know years? Jay had a pretty extended singles run. But Jay had a couple of world title runs, and Mark was trying to go for TV title a lot. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know if they were broken up so much as they was just like... Going after their a goal. thing. Yeah. Uh, but it also kind of isn't great that we don't know that off the top of our head. Because... We can talk about all of the things that the Brainbusters did in 86 and 87 and 88 and 89. And the only reason they broke up was fucking Jim Hurd. Yeah. And the fucking piss test that Tully failed. Yeah. And Jim Hurd being a piece of shit. Otherwise, who knows what happens in the 90s. Because Tully could have wrestled another five years easily. Oh, he could have wrestled. One of the greatest what would have been. Yeah. 
Um, well, so, is go, the, so is the Briscoes going to the Fed, though? Do you go the supernova that burns bright and explodes, or do you go for the more steady burn? This is where I'll say this, and then I'll you'll know who I'm voting for. Arn epitomizes tag team wrestling. He does. And if he's not in this anymore, I don't even know what to think. That's a very good point. That's fair. If he's out, if he's out in the Sweet 16 and he is... If he is tag team wrestling, then yeah, this is null and void. I, That's a good point. I have to say Arn and Tully. To me... Arn and Tully are tag team wrestling. The Briscoes are, are a great team. They're just... They don't define an era of tag team wrestling in the same way that Arn and Tully did. So, I think the Supernova shines bright and burns yeah. out. I, I was going to go Briscoes, but just because they were... They are... You can't say Arn and Tully are WCW or WWF. You can say... They are Jim Crockett. They are... Yeah, that, that <laughs> <laughs> they are Jim Crockett. That nullified my Briscoes. The Horsemen are Jim Crockett. The Horsemen are Jim Crockett promotions. Uh, that did so. nullify my point with the Briscoes are Ring of Honor. And they are. That's fair. And, and that's, that's fair. And, and, and here's the thing: Ring of Honor, great. Did Ring of Honor ever do national business in the way that Jim Crockett did in '88 uh, or WWF did in '89? Did we even have Ring of Honor in our television bracket? And they love Detroit. Yeah. So, and that. There you go. So now. Here comes even a harder oh, one. Well, that was, that <laughs> that was, was easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about Jim Crockett 1980s. Yeah. Road Warriors, Arn and Tully. These this match has happened many times. Brain Busters. As uh, far as. Let, let's, let's try and weigh the strengths of each team. The strengths you got for LOD. The strengths are longevity and popularity. The strengths for Brain Busters are going to be promos and work rate. Yes. <laughs> LOD lasted essentially 1984 through 1992. Break up in the middle, 97 through 99. 99. Break up, little reformation like 02, Hawks dead. For that time period, from basically 85 to about 92, arguably the most over babyface team, with maybe the exception of one other team on this list, of that generation. <sighs> Brainbusters. It's what you value the most. What do you, what do you look in... Oh. What makes wrestling so important to you? I mean, Arn Anderson does so many so little things yes. in wrestling better than anybody else. But, on it's, the whole, does it beat flashy and face paint and... Oh, uh, what a rush. And the crazy stounding. Yeah, and the promo. Mm. Even their promo. They don't mm. have promos that make you think. They, they get you pumped up. Yeah. It's a different type of promo. That's it is a different def- type of promo. That's just as effective. The LOD drew themselves. The Brain Busters drew as part of the Horsemen. 
I gotta vote LOD. Well, and I'm gonna Turner, you're gonna hate me here. Okay. So I'm gonna put this all onto you. Yeah. Because I'm gonna make the opposite case. Okay. Legion of Doom, Road Warriors could draw they could draw like wildfire for a short period of time in a territory before they burned it out. Because they never could stick in one area too long because what do you do with a team that's undefeatable babyface? It's the Goldberg problem. Brainbusters could draw with any team you wanted to put them with. They could make Rock and Roll Express look great. They could make Road Warriors look great. They could make a Babyface Midnight Express look great. They could make Dusty and Nikita look great. They could, you throw together any two people. You want to have them have a great match, you throw them with Arn and Tully. And, while Arn and Tully as heels won't draw the money for you, they'll create the angle that'll draw the money for you. They'll break the leg or the arm that'll draw the money for you. Jim Cornette once said to Jim Hurd, you could pick one wrestler. Is it Sid or is it Arn? Jim Hurd says, well, it's Sid. He can draw you a million dollars in one night. Jim Cornette says he can draw you a million dollars in one night. But Arn Anderson will draw you steady money for the next 20 years. I go Arn and Tully. And that's tough. As that's a kid tough. who put on shoulder pads yeah. as a kid because he loved LOD. And I love LOD. I think it's Arn and Tully. Both make great points, and I love both teams. And the kid in me loves Road Warriors and LOD, like you. I believe I had shoulder pads, too, and I got my ass beat by my brother. <laughs> also had an older brother, so yeah. yes, I understand that. Um, <laughs> and then the adult in me can look back and appreciate and love what Art and Tully has done. Yes. yes. And so I'm having an internal struggle with myself here and who who I love more, who means more to me. That's what I did. Yeah. And I'm going to say what I said five, ten minutes ago. I can't envision a, a tournament without or a tag team bracket without Arn in it. So as much as I love Hawk and Animal, I lean Brain Busters. I, I, I won't argue. I won't argue. Don't argue, Nate, because I'm no, not having it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I picked LOD. And, uh, and no, that's very hard for me. Yeah. And you. Not so much you. Yeah. Because we don't care no, about no. <laughs> I got No, and I love the Brain Busters, too. And so it, it, it was yeah. it's an internal struggle. It's, oh. It was like a 51-49. But that, that is as good as it gets for Elite Eight right there. Yeah. But look at this matchup we got so far for the so, final so four. So next, the final four, we're not going to cover this right now, but Rock and Roll Express, Arn and Tully will be facing off in the final four. We're going to sign out who's on the other side of the final four as we go to Sweet 16 again. We're starting this one off with the Midnight Express against... Essentially, the new Midnight the Express. Midnight Express. The new, new Midnight the, Express. Uh, the new Hard and Tully here. The Revival. The, the FTR. The new Midnight Express 2.0. <laughs> so difficult, again, oh to, to, to do this. Yeah. And I'm of, I'm of two minds here. On one hand, we have a significantly higher percentage of FTR, the Revival's matches... 
available to us in a digital library than we do the Midnight Express. We have a lot of Midnight Express. Mm -hmm. However, how many of their matches in Mid-South and Crockett happened in front of crowds that it was never recorded on house shows? A lot. A lot. Which sucks. And Cornette has said himself that some of his favorite matches were in house shows that were never recorded. Or if they were, it was like fan cam and not... And that's too bad, because like, can you imagine just like... Just dive in and all that. I know. Ugh. And FTR does have those. United Express does have an ace in the hole. With a tennis racket. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. From Louisville. They have Jim Cornette. FTR does not have Jim Cornette. Does FTR need a Jim Cornette? Have you heard of them talk on promos? They're passable. They're passable. Dax... Specifically, has had some very emotionally poignant promos revolving around his daughter, especially uh, in that Briscoe feud. There was some yeah. great stuff. But can Midnight vocalize what they need to vocalize without Cornette? No, but Cornette's part of the team. You can't. You don't have Midnight's without Cornette. Uh, I mean, they pay like literally when they so you're at their pay. So you're saying. They they aren't a good tag without Cornette and FTR don't need a Cornette. FTR nice. could be a different level with one though. You understand what I'm trying to say uh, though? Right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, I do think it's a different era too. It's a different era. Uh, you wouldn't even have gotten Bobby Eaton ain't talking. No, <laughs> Stan Lane. I've heard him on commentary. Yeah. Not great. Dennis Condry, passable Southern heel, not going to be drawing main event money with his mouth. However, Jim Cornette was paid as an equal member of the team. They were an inseparable unit. And when they had negotiations for contracts, they went as a team. There was no individual negotiations. Jim Cornette was their manager in and out of the ring. Right. They traveled together. They did everything together. There's not a bad choice. You can cancel out thing. work rate. Let's just throw that out the window. Because yeah. they, they work. Yes. And they both have more classic matches than we can recount. Let's talk about Heat. Well, if we're talking about Heat, it's Midnight Express. If we're talking about Heat, it's Midnight Express. FTR has never caused a riot. Uh, FTR has never had to go to court because... You know, rednecks in West Virginia were taking swings on him, and Cornette had to whack him on the tennis racket. The horseshoe in it, right? Or yeah, and, you know, they never had to have police escorts out of the building because the fans in Homa, Louisiana, wanted to chase them out. So you're talking heat, it's Midnight Express. You said it earlier, FTR molded from Midnight Express. Is, is the remake... Better than the original. Can a remake be better than the original? I think yes. Because, I mean, earlier we did decided definitively, we in, in one case, we said no with LOD Demolition. However, FGR is more of a tribute than a knockoff. Yes. I think Dax would tell you that, too. Yeah. They're not a knockoff of Midnight Express. They mold themselves after. They can be the exact same thing and not and say, like, well... Yeah. 
we're, we're, we're not trying to be time. them. We just love them as a whole. Yeah. They're half midnights, half brain It busters. ain't gimmick. It's just wrestling. Yeah. And the Midnight Express was riding maybe the strongest era of tag team wrestling in the history of the, of the business. And while it is probably the strongest era of tag team business, yeah, it, they it, were on the top of that. Yeah. And yeah. FTR inherited a time period where tag team wrestling was arguably at its lowest point. And they've been a major turning point in making it better. They hold that torch. I mean... More so than the Usos and Briscoes and, and New, New Day. Day. Yep. They took tag team wrestling out of the dark ages and back into something meaningful. At least mainstream. Yeah. Wow. Somebody's got to go home. Somebody's got to get knocked so out. We, we all made bye. good pros and it's not <laughs> yeah, 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 bye, We all made good pros and, and, and good cons about both. And I'm still at a stalemate with myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote here. Go ahead, lay it down. Listen here, motherfuckers! <laughs> it has to be the Midnight Express because Jim Cornette. It says FTR is gonna go up like the Challenger. <laughs> and listen here. It's like, come on a gold tooth, you just too slick. <laughs> I'm trying to use all my wonderful yeah. Jim Cornette isms. I think Jim Cornette is the ace in the hole that puts Midnight's over. I think if Jim Cornette were not part of the picture, I think I'd lean FTR. But because Jim Cornette is part of the team, it's Midnight's. Yeah, I agree. You can't forget the Jim Cornette. I don't think the Midnight's would be Midnight's without... Jim Cornette drawing the heat. Jim Cornette was the heat drawer for that team. Cause it drawer, it, bro. Drawer, bro. I mean, Stan Lane's, uh, you know, working at the home for unwed mothers <laughs> to create more unwed mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I. Oh. It's been decided, and I can't disagree with that. But I'll say this, for FTR. Their story is still being written. That's true. Five, ten years from now, we could have they the same, might be number one. Seed. We could have the same yeah. conversation. We probably will have the same conversation. It might yep. be a different bracket, but FTR will still be included because we will include them. Yep. And it might be a different result. So it's midnight now. It might be FTR down the road. Yeah. So it's a hell of a matchup. Yeah. Oh. Give that one like because 35 FTR minutes. FTR arguably had their greatest year last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so their story is definitely still being written. Next, who will be facing the Midnight Express will either be Harlem Heat or the tag team of Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson's. Wow. Oh, this one's going to go banana. Talk about eras. Yeah, you have, I mean, the definitive team of mid-90s WCW versus, I mean, a team that basically main-evented the San Francisco Territory. They are the Cow Palace, pal. I mean... Oh. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, pick one so we know which one's wrong. <laughs> that would be very helpful right now. <laughs> Just because I've watched more, it's got to be Harlem Heat for me. Is this where reputation runs out and turns into what we've seen more of? It's... I, I just... I just think that... Ray Stevens is the Arn Anderson of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And I just think to how much 
people like Arn and Jim Cornette and and Bret Hart talk about and Ric Flair talk about mm. Ray Stevens as like the guy that they mm. looked to and the guy that really defined tag team wrestling of the, of that era. And, and Pat Patterson, I mean, we know a little bit of him as the first Intercontinental Champion. You know, a lot of him is the brains behind most of the best stuff WWF ever did. Much water does that hold? I think a lot. And I think Harlem Heat, as much as I love them, really only wrestled together on a mainstream level for five years. Which is tough. They were consistent, and one of the best things about the WCW product during some pretty rough WCW years... And they were still one of the best parts of the WCW product during some of their better years. I I lean Patterson and Stevens as, you know, I'm, I'm I have a history degree. I put a lot of you know weight into the history of it. And unlike some of the other teams from the older era, we know more about them, and they're more well documented. Even though you and I haven't seen a lot of their matches together, I go Patterson Stevens. Turner, not you. Like we said before, Harlem Heat defines WCW. It defines tag team WCW when they were so low and down. Um, and like you said too, Mike, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. We're like, you don't even have to watch Patterson and Stevens to know how great they are. In this case, for me, it's got to be Patterson Stevens. Just because their reputation is so deep. Yeah. With all of our heroes growing up, that's their heroes. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. It, it goes a long way. When it's 50 plus years, and I don't even think Ray Stevens is still in the WWE Hall of Fame. Unless he got that, that legacy wing thing. I thought he might have been in the original incarnation of it, maybe. I don't think so. If not, you're, I mean, you may be right. Because um, you know Cornette was talking about how he thought that was so ridiculous. But look it up to make sure he didn't get in the legacy wing. He might have gotten in that legacy wing um, recently. You're right. Because he wasn't really a WWF guy. Because they never had... They wanted to, but they didn't have the footage to show for yeah. like a package, video package. Um, the guy... I mean, Patterson has all the respect in the world. And this is Patterson's guy, too. Yeah. I mean, it, I love Harlem Heat and what they represent and what they mean to me as a kid. It ends there. It's got to yep. be the legacy, the history of Patterson and Stevens. Yep. So there's another uh, another Elite Eight matchup. Uh, Minhead Express, Patterson Stevens. We just had like a wow. huge thing about Midnight's. Nope, <laughs> oh, 2020. Okay, so he was part of that legacy wing. Is he legacy though? Legacy wing, yeah. 2020. Okay, I'm, even that's bullshit. He it is he, bullshit. He deserves. Uh, someone to talk uh, at a podium for him. It would have been great if they could have had Patterson uh, do it when he was alive. Or yeah, have it go yeah. in as a tag team when Patterson yeah. was alive. You know they had ample opportunity. You know it's been yeah. uh, volleyed back and forth at at the fucking yeah. corporate table, and they missed the but chance. But Patterson's also old school enough that he wouldn't have advocated for himself. Or even Vince only. Yeah, but, but I'm saying Vince only would have done it if it was them as a tag team. I think. You're that's, probably right. It just, that's probably I guess, why it went that way. It didn't happen until Triple H had more influence. It's like Bruno, too. Yeah. yeah. But so He's in my Hall of Fame, and he's in yeah. my Elite Eight, our Elite Eight. 
And now, now we have to final decide. Four. <laughs> we got to decide if it's good enough for the final four. Damn. Holy fuck, man. Oh it's getting so hard. God. It is. For all of the reasons that I had them advance in the previous round, I think it has to be the Midnight Express here. Uh, they they kind of bridge the gap between both contemporary knowledge where they're in an era that's well documented that we've seen so many of their matches, seen so many of their great moments, and they've influenced so many of the next generations of wrestlers. I mean, there's a reason Sean and Marty were the Midnight Rockers. There's a reason that FTR does so much Midnight Express stuff. There's a reason the New Day has a finish called the Midnight Hour. Was it the Midnight Express spot what World's Greatest Tag Team does with the Leapfrog? Yep, the Leapfrog Stun Gun. Uh, you think the Usos have done the Rocket Launcher. I mean, so many of these contemporary modern tag teams, look at the Midnight Express as their influence. As much as Patterson and Stevens would have influenced the Midnight Express. And as much as we talk about Arn Anderson as a tag guy, Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton is a tag guy. 1A, 1B. I could go Midnight's. It's hard to say no to the Midnight's. It is. But it's it's hard, too, because even for Patterson's, Patterson and Stevens, you knew, you ha- you have to know that the Midnight's drew influence from them, too. Like yeah. that, right? oh, yeah. You have to. Like, which team didn't? But, like you were saying, the influence is greater for the Midnight's to who followed them, probably compared to who followed... Patterson to Stevens in that same respect. It probably yeah. has to be Midnight's in this in this one. I think that's a that's a technology thing. No, it's and, not, Nate. Because if, <laughs> if, if, if Patterson and Stevens were on a national scale, like with how technology is now, this could be a whole different ballgame. Yeah, if there was a lot of like easily accessible footage of their matches, mm-hmm. you know, with commentary and you know, in in high de- or high definition. Whereas, like, so many of the... Even if you can find it, it's, like, super low-quality, grainy. There's no commentary. Like, it's tough. They, they're they a victim of their own time. Yeah. I mean, sometimes being an originator is great because you're the originator, but it's tough because there isn't as much documentation yeah. on what you did. It gets lost in time. Yeah. Final bracket. Oh, boy. We no have. number one seed in this bracket, though. No. We have Hall and Nash up against... The Funks. Well, my horse is getting pretty <laughs> sick here. I think I might have to head home to Amarillo. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know there. I don't know about doing that there job. I can't. Who, who are we facing? Oh, no, my horse is sick. And by the way, I just want to point out that whichever Beverly brother that was just took the greatest Frankensteiner of all time. Oh, he got spiked. It was... Perfect. I think it was Enos. It's Enos. Yeah. Uh, wow. We'll talk about them in a second. Yeah, so yeah. they're coming I just want to point out <laughs> that the Steiners, if you didn't see that, watch it. With, they're going to show a replay here in a second. That's Spike. Rumble 93, by the way. Yeah, Rumble it. 93. Uh, here's the failed Doomsday device. Uh, come on. Oh, Brain's doing his brain scan or whatever. It's Heenan. Don't, don't knock it. No, I know, it, but the technology didn't work. It's not his fault. Maybe John Madden before... Was Madden doing this in 92 yeah. or 3? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
All right. Uh, Anywho. Holland, Nash, and Funks. Nate, what you got? Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough matchup, too. Um, you could say the same things as this as the previous. As the previous every other mat thing going into the Final Four here. Here's oh, the yeah, Frank. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, Frank. Good night. Oh, yeah. Spike. That's good. That's a great form by Scott, too. It was. <laughs> Textbook. All right. Um, Stop stalling, Nate. Well, isn't that what Hall and Nash did at the NWO? I gotta go Hall and Nash. Stall? <laughs> yeah. To stall. <laughs> no. Scott Stall. Hall and Nash. I, I gotta go Hall. Just, they were just so contemporary being with what is modern in the mainstream. Just, they, they stayed hip. So were the New Age Outlaws. We got rid of them. Yeah, well, Hall and Nash are better because they're here. Uh, I gotta go Hall and Nash, too. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I would go with the Funks. However, my kind of consistent disagreement with the two of you, and it's not a, a probably it's just a criteria. I just I, Hall and Nash's individuals get a lot of credit for the NWO. I just don't know if I give the NWO what the NWO was to the tag team of the Outsiders because it was so much bigger than just. The things they did as a tag team. However, they did play that big crucial buildup of, you know, May, June, into July. That was all Outsiders. Mm -hmm. So that is a thing in and of itself. I would have gone the Funks, but I'm not upset at going Hall and Nash. What's going to be upset is this last matchup, though. We have the Steiners against the Hart Foundation. This match has happened. It's yeah. not a Coliseum video. I give that match five stars, even if it's got a screwy finish. That is a five-star match. Actually, it wasn't Hart Foundation. It was Brett Nolan. My bad. I apologize. Ooh, that expected better match. <laughs> that, uh, that one is actually five stars. I. So here's the thing. I'm not going to make a judgment yet, but I want to say part of what my thought is. The best wrestler in this match is Bret Hart. No one's really going to contest that. No. However, the worst wrestler in this match by quite a margin, is Jimmy Anvil Neidhart. I don't think anybody's going to contest that. Two and three are the two Steiners in whichever order you prefer them. Yeah. Pretty interchangeable, in that fact? Yeah. I I would lean Scott, but I could see a case for Rick. So that's something to think of, is when we're giving the Heart Foundation so much credit, is it because Brett is this great and Anvil was there, whereas... Maybe the Steiners are more of an even unit. That's just a thing to consider. I'm not saying that should sway your decision one way or the other, but that's definitely a thing. And you're right. I mean, the Steiners are brothers. They're they wouldn't. It almost works against them sometimes when you say they wouldn't be anything without each other. But when they're together, watch out. Yeah, that's one hell of a tag. However, Rick did get over in NWA on his own. Yeah, and Scott had and his Scott right to definitely got over yeah. as a singles on it. It'd be a big pop pump. So and Scott, I never, Scott never that. wanted to leave Rick either. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, because when you look at the Heart Foundation, we do look at Brett as this this guy, this god, this this 
amazing right and he yeah. is but yeah. maybe that's and why we lean towards loving heart foundation so much because right so An- good and anvil was a jobber to the stars at best as singles yeah but rick and scott could uh, both be at least minimum if it was nine minimum mid card minimum tv title yeah. in the ic title so, minimum nay you might be able to help with this i am not super familiar on what was going on in stampede prior to Vince buying out and hey, all these guys go to WWF. Were they? Were Brett and Anvil a tag team in Stampede? I don't think they were. Okay, so I they think, were because no Anvil was. Uh, I think he did a lot of West Coast stuff, okay. and they I think they were different because Anvil yeah. was coming out of football. When I know he came to Calgary as a singles, yeah, I know that. I just don't know if they ever tagged. I, okay. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, and so. We'll just count 84 through 90, which is what we know anyway. Because Steiners were essentially really... 90, eight, late 89, 90 through 98. Eight. With a couple reunions afterwards. Very difficult here. So very similar as far as time frame. Hard <sighs> Foundation is WWF only. Steiners, Steiners, dipped in both. No, they they went all three. WCW, ECW, WWF, Japan. Japan. And found success, right? Found success in all of those. Um, Something to consider. I mean, the year that they came, 1993, the year they came to WWF, they were undoubtedly the best team in the WWF. When they were in WCW... For many of those years, they were the top tag team in WCW. When they were in Japan, they were a top tag team in Japan. Now, you can make the argument that they were the top tag team in WCW and WWF during some pretty down years. I don't know if that's entirely... I mean, it's not their fault, obviously. Just, it is a fact. You know, they weren't exactly with... You know, that late 80s tag team crop. They came just a smidge after them. They interacted with a lot of them, but they weren't contemporary with them. However, when I watch a Steiners match in the 90s, man, do I see a lot of modern in that. Yeah. Mixed with some more of the psychology and storytelling of... Times before? Times before. Steiners are the prototype team for what is the American Alphas, the world's greatest tag teams. But like we've talked about so many times, the power and the speed, the power and the technical, yeah. which always works. And yeah, and the Steiners really popularized like bringing like non-vertical suplexes to the United States. The belly to bellies, the yeah. Germans, the you know tossing your opponent around. That really wasn't a thing in the U.S. You Until saw Scott it. It was like shock and awe. Like, yeah, it's like holy Steiner crap, screwdriver. Is, yeah, Frankensteiner. Like he's gonna kill. Oh my god, up! He's gonna kill him again. Yeah. Steiner bulldog. Oh, man, love that. I love Rick's uh, the power slam reversal when he's on the shoulders. Yeah. All right, let's I gotta vote. Play. I gotta vote Steiner's. I gotta vote Heart Foundation. Oh, so I get to pick. And if I pick. I'm going to have a very skinny man from Yale chasing me down, I think. I picked not Bret Hart. <laughs> uh, but does he have red ropes? 
<laughs> I've put some red ropes on my property. <laughs> God. I gotta go with my University of Michigan guys and go with Steiners. Oh, man. Wow. I don't feel great about leaving the Hart Foundation out of the line of war, though. And now we got Hall and Nash versus Steiners. Steiners. The feud of Hall and Nash for the NWL right here. Yeah. I mean, and how'd that work out? Scott which, turned. Which, which scares me because we got this far and then we we actually know how that plays out. Yeah. Uh, so this is didn't have to play out that way though. No, it's but just I mean, the way WCW it is. booking was WCW booking. Uh, well, how do you get somebody over as a singles? Put a black and white shirt on them. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, come down to it. Like that's so lazy. I don't know. I think by now you all know where my heart would be with this, which is with the Steiners. I love Hall and Nash as singles guys. I grew up with them as Razor and Diesel. Even when I watched them in WCW, I never thought of them as like a tag team. I thought of them as like teaming together because Hogan's the world champion, so they can't go for the world title. Very fair. What you got, I, Nate? I gotta go Steiners as well. Okay. I I can see Kev now. What the fuck? He would make a very animated re- retort <laughs> to that. Well, here's the thing: if you want to draw, you put Hall and Nash over. <laughs> and, and, and you know, obviously, you just don't want to draw. I mean, you can have some great work right with the, the, the Midnight Express. Yeah, mid- I mean, Jim Cornette. You know, he's kind of out of touch. He's kind of '80s. Mm. But you know, if you wanted to draw, you'd, you'd put Hall and Nash over. And I'm not saying I won't lose. I'm just saying if you put me over, you would draw more money. Talk about and, drawing. And, and, and here's the thing. If, 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 if I beat Goldberg at Starcade, I mean, that's going to draw money. It's going to be heat. Whereas if, you know, Goldberg wins, maybe the, the crowd's chanting Goldberg sucks. How do you like that? I like it. <laughs> Too sweet. Yeah. So, the final four is set. Oh, boy. I don't want to pick anymore. Can they all win? It is as follows. <laughs> Rock and Roll Express oh, against the Brain Busters. It is Midnight Express against the Steiners. So this is an NWA theme. <laughs> this it, this could have in a in an alternate universe. Yeah. This could have been Starcade nineteen nineties. Uh, the round robin. The round robin. Oh, eight, the eighty nine. It was eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. This this could have been this is that. the final four of a Crockett Cup right here. Yes. This. Yeah, know how there's no WWF tag teams left. Hey, hey, hey. Besides, and the Steiners. Well, I, but really, though, know, <laughs> yeah. diehard. Yeah. Yeah. What would have been the last diehard WWF team? Demolition. Rock, hey, rock and roll were on Raw in 1998. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> they dropped. They dropped the Midnight Express yeah. was on Raw. Okay, they're all Fed teams. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I own the library. <laughs> If, if notwithstanding the fact that they were in WCW, uh, they were really sports entertainment teams in the World Wrestling Federation. So when we're talking about the best sports entertainment teams, I, I think the, the, the competition has shown that when I acquire the competition, they become WWE teams because we don't use federation. We're not a sports federation. 
We're sports entertainment. You're a, a global force? We're a global force in sports entertainment <laughs> for over 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Vince is, is going to bow out of this competition yeah. because he said that the team of Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns should win the competition. Well, what would Jim Crockett <laughs> say? I don't know. He's but, dead, uh, isn't he? <laughs> he did die. Oh. So nothing. Wow. Senior or junior? Yes. <laughs> what, would, what would David Crockett say? I don't know he'd either. Be, he'd be on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jackie Crockett? No. He, he'd point. We're out of time. We're out of time. Wow. I mean, we we already went yeah. through all the things we need to go through wow. for each team and what they mean. Now it's just, it's what does just, your heart tell you to do? Yeah. It's almost like flip a coin. So you've got your babyface team. I mean, the definitive babyface team, Rock and Roll Express. You have the formula of the babyface team match. One guy is the seller, one guy is the hot tag. Who goes over? And then you have the brain busters who epitomize wrestling psychology. Cut the ring in half. Mm-hmm. Pick out a, a, a part of opponent's body part and wear that part down and focus on it until they can't use it anymore. Distract Decision. the ref. J.J. Dillon. It, it, yeah, J.J. or Bobby, depending on which fed they're in. You know, they're they're running the, the rough shot and the, the finishes that were so minutely laid out and just executed perfectly. Uh, At this point, it's really flipping the coin. Yeah. Let's flip that coin, Nate. So this is what I'm saying we should do. Take your fingers, you hide them. If you want to do one finger for rock and roll, so the one seed. Two fingers for brain busters. We're going to put them in a fist. And on the count of three, we hold them up and see what happens. So we're not influencing each other. Does that sound good? Sounds All right. good. All right. So three, two, two. one. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so for those who didn't see, uh, Nate, whose vote doesn't count, voted Brain Busters. Me, whose vote counted twice, voted Brain Busters. And Turner's vote, which counted once, voted for Rock and Roll. Which means Arn and Tully are in the main event. The championship That's game. A, that was a dusty finish or something right there. <laughs> That's that how was, it had to be because that was good. We, like yeah. I said, we couldn't influence each other. We just we had to I think shoot. I think we said what we need to say about all these teams. Yes. And I think we'll do the same thing for the next couple matches here to even this out. Midnight Express, Steiner Brothers. Wow. Is this another one versus two? Uh, one versus three. three. Yeah, Steiner's as a three seed was... That's a, that's There's a, some seeding issues and a couple of teams that were left off. Yeah. But, wow. Um, what else can we say? I mean... Yeah. It just comes down to a vote. Yeah. And then we can talk about it after a little bit. Let's do it. So, two is Steiner's this time. One is Midnight's. Just yeah. going you know, yeah. top of the sheet to the bottom. All right, so... Three, two, one. That's unanimous. <laughs> That's Midnight a- Express goes on to the finals oh. against Arn and Tully oh. on a night in Philadelphia in <laughs> September of 1988 <laughs> for the NWA World Tag Team Championships. This match happened. 
one time. Who it was over? supposed to be a longer feud. But Arnold Tully got that call from Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He ruined that to me. No, I made it. No, <laughs> no, Crockett ruined it. He sold it to Ted Turner. He ruined it. He should have sold to me. Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. Should have sold it to me, and I could have owned entertainment. All of it. Thirteen years earlier. All of entertainment. Mm. I still own all of entertainment. It's not all entertainment wrestling, is it? Because it's not entertaining. It's wrestling. It's, it's wrestling. Not sports. Entertainment. So that gives us to the finals of the Sports Entertainment <laughs> Tag Team <laughs> Championship of the world. Bracket. <laughs> the greatest tag team of all time, according to science. <laughs> the only... Definitive three-hour-long podcast <laughs> yeah. about the greatest tag team of all time. This has been fun, by the way. And I'm yeah. not joking. We are on two hours, fifty-nine minutes, and fifty-eight seconds. Oh, yeah, we have hit three hours. Oh, amazing. We just did this like a raw with no commercials. <laughs> yeah. So this is it. It's, I'm not shocked at the result. How we got here. They're the top seeds for a reason. This has been fun going through all this. Wow. A lot of great teams. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't just somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. It's the thing with the March Madness, you know? Sixty three teams gotta lose. Only one gets to win. We're gonna find out who that is. And like we said, we did all the talking. It just comes down to voting and then we'll react. So do we do Brain Busters 1, Midnight Express 2, since that's how we have them arranged yep. on our sheet? Yep. So we're going to do our finger votes. Yeah. We'll finger it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh. So three, two, one. Wow. Oh. 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 It's Arn and Tully. Oh. Uh, man. I thought for sure you were going Midnight's. I, I thought Mike was going Midnight's. It's Arn, man. It's Arn <laughs> Anderson. What did I say now for the third time? Arn Anderson is the greatest tag team wrestler of all time. Bobby Eaton is and Ricky the... Morton are the very close runner-ups. 1A, 1B, 1C. Yes. No losers here except Nate. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I voted for the other one. <laughs> in wrestling, you win some, you lose some. Unless you're Nate, then you lose them all. <laughs> Call me Milky. <laughs> I, I will say I did my own bracket of this when I got to the final four of my bracket that I made. I'm very curious. We had it was the Rock and Roll Express. Versus Arn and Tully. Yeah, okay. It was Midnight Express versus the Stars. Yeah! <laughs> and the mid- Brain Busters went over the Midnights in the finals. So I had the exact same. Wow. My Perfect bracket. My Elite <laughs> 8 was off only by, I think, Hall and Nash. I think I had... I think I actually had Bockwinkle and Stevens get into that spot. Okay. And that was the only difference. You almost had Patterson Stevens, Bockwinkle Stevens. Yeah. (laughs) I I had them both both losing the Elite Eight. Well, uh, it's better bracket than everybody else's out there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That was some fun right there, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, 
Hopefully, we'll get back to our 1997 universe yeah. in the near future. We yeah, should, we should do one. We should do a singles one. Someone else, Dax, has to make it though. Yeah, someone else has to make the bracket. I'm not making the bracket. I'm not because uh, <laughs> that'd even be harder to do. I mean, because we we technically did our greatest wrestlers of all time list. Yeah, we just didn't uh, bracket we did, it out, which though. we did figure out with Stone Cold Steve Austin with science. Yes, yes, as it is Arn and Tully with science. I will say the only thing holding me back from making it like obvious it was Arn and Tully was the fact that they really did have a short run. Yeah, yeah, that's what made. But they were in big deal main event angles in both companies. You know, they were with Bobby like and very fast too. You know? Yeah, they weren't. You know, war they, games. They get in there yeah. and they're on top, and they work on top. Yep. I just wish that Tully hadn't pissed hot. Yeah, I mean. If if Tully hadn't failed that piss test, you know, gosh, that that's what a different. It's yeah. a different. Well, th- then you get the Steiners versus yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Arn and Tully in, you know, WWE. And I think that would take Zabisco out of Dangerous Alliance and put Tully in. Probably. And oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, different different complexion there. It might have taken. Oh, it might have taken Eaton spot too, though. Because Eaton was in the tag spot. Either or. Well, yeah. well, Arn and Larry were tagged for a minute there, too, the Enforcers. That's true. Yeah, because Eaton, yeah. Because when Zabisco went out, that's when Eaton and him started tagging. That's true. I know. It's just, that's the thing. There's no no bad choices. That, that could be a future later booking, Somalia. Mm. Be, That'd be, be good. prepared. That, that's, a good, that's a good what if. Well, a future what if I want to cover... And maybe this will have to wait till the end of 97, which could be years from now. Uh, <laughs> 2097? But I really want to do a what if Shawn Michaels leaves WWF at the end of 1997, Bret Hart stays. What happens in WCW? What happens we in We book WWF? out a few months each. And yeah. Go to like Mania, Mania and, and like, like Super Brawl okay. or Uncensored. Might as well just go to Uncensored. Just go November yeah. to March. And just play it out. What would happen? That would be fun. Holy shit. You know? The click. The click. Does, does Triple H go with it? Does Triple Ooh, H ever find marry, out? Does Triple H ever marry Stephanie McMahon? Ooh. Does instead Andrew Turner marry Stephanie McMahon? In this alternate universe? We'll I think know. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> we'll find out on a later episode of the Five Wise Marks Wrestling Podcast. You don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. We don't know when it's coming. <laughs> Do we remember our gimmicks? Like like Val Venus, you never know what's coming. You just know it's coming. <laughs> what's our gimmicks again? All right, stay tuned for Silk Stockings. See ya! We're on time! <laughs>